clubbers and sea dogs alike. Welcome to the Polarized Podcast. I will be your captain this uh, this episode, this this great app that we will be having. Um, I will be steering this ship uh, towards a lively conversation between some, uh, we'll see, we'll see like-minded individuals. So I don't know. They could be polarized individuals. That's the fun in the podcast, everyone, because we're talking about polarizing movies. Uh, that's, you know, our namesake, Polarized Baby. It's, it's, it's about movies over here. Um, we take uh, movies that are on Rotten Tomatoes. They have polarized ratings uh, dividing the audience and critics apart from each other. We take movies that either critics love it, audiences hate it, or vice versa. Um, one of those scores is going to be rotten. One of those scores is going to be fresh. Today, the critic score is rotten with a 53%. And then we got a fresh 72 from the audience over here. This is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, the sequel uh, to The Curse of the Black Pearl. Um, and I cannot go any further without bringing along on this maiden voyage of our pirate series that we will be conducting starting from number two, um, my own personal number two. Sometimes we switch off. Sometimes I'm the number two. It, it goes back and forth. Uh, today he is my number two. He is my co-captain, co-host with the mostest, uh, bring Brandini, get in here. <laughs> Ahoy, James! Ahoy, matey! Ahoy, oh. great Brandini. He's uh, he's Brandon. He's uh, coming to you live from sunny San Diego. Absolutely, uh, yeah. You know, kind of similar to some of the uh, settings here. I got uh, blue skies and a nice cool breeze. But hey, I'm excited about this series. Oh, you are a breezy guy, a aren't you? I'm so breezy, man. Breezy Brandon is what they call me. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to make a note here of your next nickname. Okay, Breezy uh -huh. Brandon. We got... Mm -hmm. Write that down. Breezy Brandini. Breezy Brandini. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Done. In the oh, books. Well, I just put I it in the, in the Tiki canon. drink. Well, Breezy Brandini have in it. Well, definitely rum. And then, Ooh. I mean, I love a coconut drink. I also like banana, too. I would probably do something with banana. How do you it. incorporate like banana coconut, in a drink? Like a, like a puree or like a... Puree or muddle in, uh, maybe? Muddle. Or, oh, well, the real question is, is it a blended, you know, Bev? Mm. And I think it might be because I am such a sucker for a blended fun mm. cocktail, you yeah. know? Uh, I love it. Like I, love a, it. I had one, I had one, uh, I took a trip to Costa Rica and I had this one blended drink at a, at this hotel that I was at. And yeah, it was like a blended, like chocolate banana rum, uh, delight oh that goodness. I was like in, in hot Springs drinking that drink. Just, you know, yes. I don't think it, my life could get much better. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's hard to think about your problems when you're just, you know, in a nice, uh, frozen cocktail, the, the, main problem that i had in that situation was oh oh brain freeze oh no oh geez oh i drank my tasty beverage a little too too quickly you know what i run into that issue as well because i can just they're so tasty i suck them down too quickly and then yeah i get the same same situation happen to me with that brain freeze it's mm. just it's you know kind of the tax of doing business if you will when you're <laughs> <laughs> drinking a fun bev like that well speaking of bevs 
you uh, picked yourself up a nice uh, bottle of rum for today's episode. Yo-ho. Yo-ho uh, and a bottle of Indeed. rum. Indeed. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. I was getting into the spirit of it. Also, too, uh, we recently went to a bachelor party. And, uh, yeah, we went to a fun tiki bar. Oh, and that really was so just much fun. So much fun. Such a cool, uh, I can't remember the name of it. Our guests will have a few things to say about fun frozen tiki cocktails. But yeah, I had a painkiller there, which was recommended as the entry into that. And it is just a delightful mix of um, pineapple juice, orange juice, and cream of coconut with rum in it. And it comes out being like, you know, it has... Yeah, it's not a, totally a creamsicle, but it has just this creamy, citrusy, uh, very sweet drink that is just, yeah, it's the bee's knees, if you will. Yum, yum, yum. And, uh, yum, yum, get you some. So. And, and the guy who uh, took us to that that bar was kind of off the strip. It was like, you know, I'm, we're building up our, mm-hmm. our guests. He, he'd tell the story much better, so I should probably just let let him do it, but he uh, he brought us over there um, on on his recommendation that he that he got from uh, someone else. He's he's a very uh, in the know sort of indi- individual and uh, yes. very like high status. And so uh, we're lucky to have him. We're we're lucky to we're lucky to get him uh, for the for this very very special episode. And he uh, turned yeah. uh, turned us on to the the tastiness and beauty. I don't I don't know of rum. He's a big rum yeah. guy, and I want to hear him. I'd like to hear him talk about it. So I'm bringing him in here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and I, uh, go ahead and bring him bring him in here. Yeah, perhaps he's a breezy individual as well. I don't know. Maybe the breezy Brandini will just stick to that. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, I don't. What what else can be attributed to to him? Uh, the uh, the uh, the the big. <laughs> yeah, the big kahuna the big kahuna brian inman uh, yay thank you brand uh breezy brandini for saving me i was like wow, i was kahuna. like i was gonna I, go like bodacious like oh, come on boy. It's so like, i was like yelling now. from the backstage going dude i fucking like fell off the ship i needed a line brandini threw me we uh, gotcha threw, threw me uh uh what do you call <laughs> lifesaver <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a lifesaver. Yep. Uh-huh. Lifesaver, bodacious, you fucking idiot. Um, Brian, how the hell are you? Thank you so much for for joining us today on the uh, Pirates episode. Uh, you, sir, like yourself a nice a nice rum. What 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 Ew. attracts you to that liquor in in particular? When did it start? Was it after seeing Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse the Black Pearl, and you're like, oh, I want to be, I want to be just like that. <laughs> uh yeah I went, yeah um, totally and tw- yeah 2002 and like i don't know how old i was fucking 20 years ago i was like yeah i'm gonna drown some rum and be like captain jack no um I, uh, about a year ago my girlfriend and i threw this really uh kind of swanky tiki party and um ultimately ended up wanting to make sure that like the drinks were up to standard and really good like when i host parties as i'm sure you can see a little bit of preview of the bar back there He's i like curate cocktail menus bar. and like uh, the simple syrups are all homemade, like wow. fresh squeezed juices. And so ultimately, I found this book called Smuggler's Cove, which is about like the history of tiki, or at the time it was called Exotic Cocktails. And like the whole concept is that rum is the most 
underappreciated spirit out there. And the reason being is because if you ask, oh, yeah, do you like rum? People will say, oh, I don't like Captain Morgan or Sailor Jerry or, you know, Malibu (laughs) coconut is disgusting. And you're like, yeah, that's right on all three. Mm -hmm. But it's the most diverse spirit in the world that's distilled in over 60 countries from the West Indies and the Caribbean to the East Indies and like Indonesia and the Philippines. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just very interesting because you get different flavor profiles for each one of them. So making everybody a rum evangelist damn it starting with brandon and then the groom who was at the bachelor party we were at he now exclusively is drinking rum i saw him last night we went to uh, habana in costa mesa and we were drinking nothing but rum drinks oh i've been there that place is awesome yeah that place is delicious yeah i i yeah i've been there before i and i brought up my uh costa rica trip earlier there was this i maybe you know the specific name for it but it's like a sugarcane rum that's kind of more exclusively like kind of made there, I think, but it was so tasty. And this guy made me this drink. He's like, two of these, you're going to sleep. But I, I had my one. <laughs> and by the end of it, I was, I was weeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's an experience. For I was sure. like, it was it's like, ha- it was like happy tears. Like I'm going, like I'm going through some, like my mom passed recently. So like I'm going, it's oh, that kind of brought sorry, some of man. that stuff. And I started talking about it it's it's okay it was just during that moment like i think that rum really like made my heart all fuzzy and i wanted to just like open up about everything and uh and then i i talked to someone else in in costa rica uh i was getting another one of those drinks and (laughs) mentioned that one of them made me weep and he was like yeah that happens that happens with this <laughs> this type of rum so i don't know if it's a common thing with the i need to remember the name it's like a sugar cane rum but it was it was awesome with like some uh, tasty fresh squeezed uh like tropical juice like uh brandon said uh breezy brandini said with the uh the orange pineapple now i want to know so yeah what the breezy brandini drink is we'll have to nail that down because that's that's got to be oh, delicious yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah thank you yeah it's it's it has to be it has to be okay. or the or the bodacious brian brian i i don't know which which whichever one but is there is there a rum drink that you uh that's your go-to brian yeah are you creating your own your your mix your mixologist yourself are you coming up with some interesting uh concoctions yeah, of your own? i am um with the help of my wonderful girlfriend um but basically like the the one that comes top of mind i call it pirate republic and so it's a mix of Jamaican and Martinique rums, and they have a very distinct, like funky characteristic mixed with some lime juice, a couple of simple syrups, and it creates a really, really unique experience. And so, James, I know you're too busy. You're too cool to come to the party on the 28th this month. I still might come. I might crash it. You should. You should, because I'll make everybody pirate republics. And then the three of us, after having one or two of those, we'll start weeping. And then we'll come up with the breezy brandini and figure out what's going to go in that drink. Got it. It'll take, uh, maybe there's like uh, a couple tears are dropped into the drink. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. No, that's we the, can create like, yeah. that's like the sad, sad uh, James drink or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got like the mm. organic It'll tears. The, 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 the oh, you, you could sell that at like air one like you know people would buy that <laughs> oh at air one to yeah. be like oh my god like these weeping tears if you put them on your skin it detoxifies you and it's <laughs> vegan cruelty free so make sure you put the weeping tears in your face <laughs> god. these are happy tears these are, these are not tears of anguish you will say, yeah <laughs> these are happy tears they're not cruel oh well Hell that's yeah, i mean man. i'm glad we got yeah our, our uh our rum 
bearings a, a little bit. Cheers to you guys on on uh, on your tasty bevs. Uh, mm. And I guess we'll move on to pirates territory. Yeah, um, what's everyone's absolutely. deal with this movie? But I mean, Brian, I'll ask I'll ask you first. Like, was uh, this is a series? Like, this is. I don't know if it was meant to be a series when they made that first one, but they were like, it was Ooh, no. ching, 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 ching. Ooh, yummy money, money, Absolutely. money. Let's make more, <laughs> more, more. Ooh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah. Ooh, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> um, that's what they said. And uh, verbatim. And I watched the commentary. That's <laughs> exactly. how they said it. Uh, uh, so I believe it because Disney, I mean, you mean to tell me, James, that Disney does things specifically for money and no. the sequels just to capitalize on a franchise to make millions? No. Not Disney at all. No. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, but did you, uh, did you see the first one? You see the second one? When did it, did it trail off for you? Are you like up to date on all the pirates and you're about to drop as much pirate knowledge as uh, rum knowledge? Ooh, so love the first one. I really liked the second one. The mm. third one was great until Calypso. Spoilers, if you haven't seen it, get over it. It's been like 20 years since the yeah. third one came out. <laughs> but when Calypso bursts into the crabs, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be an epic pirate naval battle. And then she just bursts into the crab and the crabs and creates the whirlwind. And then after that, I saw the fourth one, I think was with the mermaids. And then I haven't bothered yeah. watching the fifth one. So my mm. interest is kind of deteriorated over time. Mm -hmm. And specifically sure. just because the, the movies as they've continued have been less and less about like the story of everything. Cause I know mm. the story was really uh, apparently like supposed to be around Will Turner and like mm. his like coming. And then all of a sudden everybody fell in love For with sure. Jack Sparrow. So then the movie started focusing, especially like in the third one, when they go at world's end to bring him back. And there's all these just weird, like eccentricities that Jack Sparrow keeps getting into. But mm. the first one, amazing. The second one I think was a, a really good sequel that kind of upped the ante and stakes into the, the weirdness of, nautical lore and such um mm -hmm. but certainly but certainly not without its warts as all movies have but uh, i still really liked Absolutely. the first yeah so that's my two cents i relate with everything you're saying a lot and yeah, i'm, I'm trepidatious too. about next week we're we'll be doing at world's end and i know exactly mm -hmm. the point you're talking about and i remember that was yep. like the climax of the movie and it's building up towards that point and seeing her turn into a 50-foot woman and turn and then disintegrate into crabs was like i yeah i I don't remember a lot about that movie, but I remember, yeah, my brain dropping out of my, like liquefying out of my ears at that point. And then mm -hmm. and then it like reformed and then walked out of the theater without my body. And then I, <laughs> and then I, my, my husk of a body maintained uh, watching the rest of it, I think, but I don't I have, I have no memory past that. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, like Will Turner's first card. What's that? You come out looking like Stellan Skarsgård yeah. after that. You just like, <laughs> or I was thinking the 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 shell head just started crawling the like, like, the, like the thing. Oh yeah, like thing uh -huh. Manito, um, when he's like over yeah. here, follow my voice. I need that. I need that. Um, yeah, I feel very similar. And then Will Turner, the whole Will Turner thing. It's like he's not even in. I think the fourth or fifth. I don't know. Like I, I don't. It's just completely yeah. Repivot pivots towards Jack Sparrow and makes him main character. But uh, Breezy Brandini, what's what's your his, history with the the pirate pirates universe? You big yeah. I know you're you're a pretty big pirate guy in general though. Yeah, I'm a huge pirate head, and also to, like a big thing too is like me and my dad would go to Disneyland often, and we had season passes. Mm -hmm. And to this day, Pirates of the Caribbean is my favorite ride at Disneyland because it just gives you so much, and it's also mm -hmm. and then even as I get older, like 
it other factors about the ride start becoming really like great where it's like air conditioned yeah you're sitting down for a long mm-hmm. period of time yeah. Shady <laughs> inside. The, the, the line moves quickly you know, <laughs> yes. you know the magic's still cool you know whatever but <laughs> It's long. It's a long ride. Like after walking all day in the sun, you get on that. It's cool. Dark. I think it's 13 minutes long or something to that effect, like around there, which is a long for a ride, like, you know, just rides in general. Longer than the line sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So like I'm hu- I was a huge fan of that. It was always my favorite ride to go to. And so I was familiar with the lore of it. And then seeing the movie, I loved it because it was it was scary. It was also mature, I think, mm-hmm. is another thing that I probably gravitated to a lot, because, you know, when you see Disney, you know, presented in the credit, you know, in the front of the movie, on the posters and all that, mm-hmm. you just especially which is tough as you're getting into your teenage years, you really start rebelling against Disney movies. Some people stick with it through those teen years. But for me, I like you start rebelling against it because it's like it's kid stuff. It's baby shit. You know, when you gave a shit when <laughs> that was like an issue at that time in your life. And yeah, the Pirates movie was mature and almost too mature when reading about the like making of the series and reading about how the studio felt about the the first one and then obviously when that movie made a bunch of money they were like to what you guys said they're like money 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 let's um once they saw what the box office performance was of this executives it went directly to gore and said Mm -hmm. we want two of these and we want them now and started to give give him like dates we want these like released Mm -hmm. quickly we would like them to be coming out year after year if we can do this and which really you know it's it's such an interesting thing creatively where sometimes i think deadlines elicit creatives to like not dwell on something and just, you know, kind of go with what their gut feeling is because they need to move on to the next thing. But I want to say more often than not, though, it really starts impeding creativity where they're just like, okay, I can't think about this, you know, in a way that maybe if I had some time that I could think about a more creative way that this could be, you know, conveyed, Mm -hmm. put on screen, whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I, uh, yeah, huge fan of the first one because it just, it, it, it relatively grounded. It was a more of a ghost story than anything mm-hmm. else. I mean, oh, they God. say such in the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like a common criticism is like, that's like a pirate movie with like fantasy, you know, undertones or whatever. And like a little, yeah. like, and then like a spooky ghost story that happens kind of comes together at the end. And then, and that could, but I think some of the argument, towards these the series is that it just starts there and then moves completely towards fantasy and just becomes complete fantasy by the time you get to like world's end which is interesting because why do you guys think that is like instead of making another you know because i think they could have got and maybe you know i haven't seen the third one in a while and i know that it's kind of a big deal and it is like the whole east india trading company element of it Mm -hmm. and how that's like the more ground that guy's introducing yeah yeah, and then it's just like double down it's it's one of those things where it's just it's it's very J.J. Abrams of like I think of like the Star Wars new new trilogy mm, and totally. how that was written. You know, at least they knew it's so strange. They knew that was a trilogy, but it changed hands, you know, between the, the first and second. Then the second and went back to J.J. for the third one. And he had to finish that story. 
And it's what reminds me of JJ Abrams as well is, you know, first of all, heavy use of MacGuffins and yes. also just writing in the fog, you know, like lost. That's how they described lost was like, Oh, we could end this fucking series at season three or four, but they want more money, baby. They went, they're like, yeah, we want more right. apps, give us more seasons. So they're like, okay, let's stretch it out a bit, stretch it out a bit. Mm-hmm. Like you're working on your essay late at night. It's like, fuck, I'm done at 300 words, but the professor wanted 500 JJ. I need you, you know? Yeah. And, uh, oh, for sure. And you also like that forces you to create these like more absurd story characters. Yeah. Yes. In, and, in the and, movie. and then, and then, and, and then, then, and then it just goes deeper into those Let's characters get, rather than the world. And it's really sad because I mean, uh, a, a podcast that I really recommend that you guys listen to is the history of piracy. It's on Spotify. It's all over the place, but it's actually goes well into the depths of basically how piracy came to be. It was basically like everybody was a privateer, which they talk about in the movies that you have a letter of mark from your government, which gives you the right to attack shipping of a war there or a nation that you are at war with. So, mm-hmm. but you go into things like I would have loved to have seen them. Okay. Like the first one, like pirates were very superstitious and had this concept of a lot of different things. They believed in sea monsters and mermaids and all these different things. And like stories like that transit, like continued right during that time. However, I thought it would have been much more interesting if they wanted to, to go look at like what Henry Morgan was doing and like true piracy of attacking Spanish shipping or like pirates being used as a pawn between two different nations. And then when those nations were at peace, then they would have just gone their separate ways, but then they were left out in the lurch, which is why they became pirates. So that is a much more fascinating story about how nations really created pirates in the first place rather than okay now like and the fifth one i guess blackbeard's in it but he's kind of in it and then there's these mermaid things that are kind of there too (laughs) and it just kept getting weirder and weirder rather than centralizing on a lot of really rich history that already exists and just iterating on that and focusing like like we're all talking about like the deep character development that's what the first one was so great at because you understood like Will Turner and Elizabeth, you saw that dynamic. You understood Captain Jack was like very unpredictable, but that was part of his charm. And like the pirates Mm -hmm. were trying to lift the curse and like everybody had a purpose in this. And it was very like paced and it went. And then when you get like later on, it's more of just, oh, Captain Jack's being weird. And now Will is the, you know, the flying Dutchman like captain and he's now Davy Jones. And so it really stopped and it ended up being more like vignette after vignette of action and ridiculous sequences. That first one was like pretty self-contained. And I like the idea yes. if they wanted to make it like James, if Jack Sparrow was James Bond, which is kind of what it's turned into. It's like we're going to have episodic adventures of Jack Sparrow. But these first mm. three we'll find as, uh, you know, we, we're not talking about, we're kind of generally talking about the first one in the story is, yeah, it kind of tries to tell that story of all three of them in this very convoluted way by the time you get uh, to the third one. And then even in the second one, I realized this go around because I watched this movie a lot, you know, when it came out on DVD and stuff, we had it, Damn. but it's been, it's been a while since I'd seen it and coming up on the end of the movie, I was really, I was just realizing how, uh, you know, much they were just kind of baiting you into that third one, which was an extremely <laughs> yeah. frustrating experience. Cause that's how great that first one is. It's just like, okay, Barbosa's done. They fucking, they, they took, they took care of the curse. They stabbed him. Will and uh, Elizabeth are going to get married. Jack Sparrow is back on the sea. It's like they could have left Will and Elizabeth, like honestly there on the Alone. island and just like mm-hmm. they live happily, happily ever after. And then, yeah, do what they're doing with what they do with four and five was like, okay, Sparrow, Jack Sparrow on a mission, self-contained adventures. Mm-hmm. And like, 
yeah, I guess that's what, that's what they're doing now. But that Will and Will and Elizabeth story, I don't know. It's it, I it, I get that they're the main Let's characters and there's the, like yeah. ro- romance, but they their stuff kind of drags drags for me. And the whole thing I, with his father yeah. is just like I get in the first one they mentioned that oh Will's father was a pirate and they find him they find him as a boy you know and in some wreckage and they bring him ashore and uh elizabeth's uh father jonathan price who's fucking awesome in these movies i think Uh he's so great yes he is. he's just an awesome awesome actor in general Mm -hmm. um and then yeah that's i mean that's that's whole will's will's thing and it yeah it just works well in that first one and then romeo and juliet sort of i don't know or like he's like the orphan boy that falls in love with the high class lady and uh they get together at the end but no it's like at the beginning of this one um, you know, the, all their misdeeds of the first one kind of come back to them. And this new dude, uh, Bennett, who's the new bad guy that's representing the East India training company, uh, has, you know, a warrant for Jack Sparrow's arrest. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he's, uh, and he's, yeah. and he's, uh, they're also being punished. So they roll up on their wedding and they arrest both Will and Elizabeth, Elizabeth and say that they're sentenced to death for, pretty much aiding and abetting uh the the pirate jack sparrow um yeah and which they correct him as captain jack sparrow together yeah isn't that charming charming? i hate their allegiance to jack sparrow it makes no right no it doesn't this guy like would screw them over 10 times over and they keep saying that and like they keep trying to push oh jack's a good man and like Mm -hmm. like they try to push that narrative and you're like no like he cares about himself like so the one question i had like at the beginning of this is so there's warrants out for elizabeth turner jack sparrow and will turner but why not the governor because he was the one that was also like oh i know i'm very nitpicking hairs but that's also something oh, that like he well, was he for. was the man in charge right so like he was the one who basically told the commodore to stand down so everybody got punished except for governor swan so that was I mean, also he just, ultimately gets punished and we find him later like in shackles but I, that's fair but i but i think that's more so because he tries he, to help elizabeth he yeah. tries to help help them yeah but yeah right because he he isn't on board. And I, well, okay. The reason that he doesn't get arrested is because Bennett wants, wants him to be on his side because he does have cachet mm-hmm. with the queen, right? I think, yeah, the king, queen, and like king or all queen like or contacts in the region or something like that mm-hmm. that would help him advance his monopoly. Right. Absolutely. I, I just want to say for the opening sequence, it is just so incredibly action movie 2006, where it is very blue. It has slow motion. There's rain. There's oh, just yeah. it, so, it, stylized. Like, so, so incredibly stylized. And I just I couldn't. Yeah, it was something She's that like was Elizabeth Swan is sitting in her wedding dress and in an empty like no one else is there at the mm. wedding and it's raining and it's like, yeah, slow mo. They're showing like a teacup filling with rain water and you know and then she's just like crying but you know they're lost in the rain like like tears in the rain i'm sorry i can't help but do a little do a little blade runner Is that oh, i love however, it however, however i love it goes. but then and then wherever will it, i don't know and then they they catch well yeah anyways what do you think of this bennett bennett guy like his introduction to him because there's like a few characters that are introduced in this movie mm-hmm, and the yeah. effectiveness of of how they introduce it i'm not so sure but in terms of the performances and like their place within the movie, I think Bennett serves a pretty interesting spot. And like, it reminds me of watching like a wild West movie and then like right. and fucking mm-hmm. he's uh, like the governor or mayor or whatever is corrupt. Well, it's yeah. just, it's like, 
it's getting towards like, hey, the West is shrinking and, you know, civilization is coming and there's no, and that's like, that's what he says. He's like, the map is shrinking and there's no place for Jacksboro to hide. East India Trading Company is like taking over and there's piracy is going away. Like that concept is kind of interesting to me, but it's kind of touch and pass with some of these themes in, in this movie, but they have like interesting ideas that get, get placed within the set pieces that I was going to mention earlier too. I don't know, just like, yeah, this movie is very set piece heavy where I think they want to get to the headhunters, the cannibals. They want to have a crack mm-hmm. they want to get Barbosa. Uh, they want to do some things from the ride still and instill some of those. They want to put in pieces that were successful in curse of the black pearl. And it's just, it's so managed and in, in everything in a way that that's like um, trying to just present you a, a product that was, that was, yeah. it's going to be as successful or, kick off another whole thing from the next next movie but uh, i think we mm. set a, we set it up so it's pretty much like the like the MacGuffin in this first part this is such a jj abrams thing where the MacGuffin kind of changes but it, it originally is the compass is what bennett wants um and you slowly start to realize why um the introduction to jack sparrow i thought was cool uh, I like. Oh my you know, god! Yeah. Oh, where he's, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he's, he's the in chief. the jail, or yeah, no, in the in the jail, mm-hmm. and there's like that crazy pirate jail that's like its own island, and it's this huge pillar, yeah. and it's just, oh, and all these people yeah, are yeah. walking around, and then someone's eye gets poked out by a crow. It was like, fuck, yeah. go oh. Disney. <laughs> and dude, yeah, that's that's like I did like that because they do like pepper in like very historically accurate, and I'm kind of a stickler for shit like that. But that's mm-hmm. what's called like a gibbet. So like. Like, oh, that's yeah. where they would put you. So like as a reminder of like, hey, this is where you're going to be as a pirate. And like, yeah, like especially I think the, the pirate movies were the first like true PG-13 movies it for is. Disney. Remember, I remember Huge these were like deal. a really big deal about <gasps> Huge deal. Disney. Like, yeah, man, Absolutely. that was intense. Johnny Depp had to like convince them to let him do what he wanted to do, which is essentially that Keith Richards impression. But they were like not into it at first. And he had to be like, you have mm-hmm. to trust me. This is going to fucking mm-hmm. work. And mm-hmm. like. Lo and behold, like I, he made he made right. the movie. Like I, I don't know if there would be more if if he didn't uh, do what he did. Um, Definitely and- not, because I want to just bring up, you know, just because we'll keep discussing it. It's like I wasn't really a fan of William Turner or Orlando Bloom, and yeah, Kira Knightley was better, but both of them were just this time around not working for me. Kira Knightley, just- especially for yeah, both of them. But there's something that Kira Knightley was doing that was just really bugging me. Yeah, I don't know what it is where it just doesn't it's almost like you don't really see too much change happening or it just is. It, yeah, it seems so much of just straightforward That's line readings and the expressions on Orlando's face is all like kind of same, same all the time. And yeah. there isn't like he doesn't have it. It's he works well when he is like on the peripheral to when they're like trying to figure out this plan and all of mm-hmm. this stuff. And he'll like chime in be like, wait a minute, what, what's going on? And that, that kind of like, you know, uh-huh. that person in it, but I don't know. It, it just really kind of made me reevaluate Orlando Bloom as like yeah. an actor in general. And like, did we just like really in, like prop him up as an actor because he just is a incredibly good looking he's He's a good looking like when he he has to be like sincere and just like i'm gonna say something that i completely mean and there's no levels or layers to anything i'm saying it's just straight and direct like legolas is just like exactly everything i mean he barely has any lines in the movie he says the same line exactly exact same way every time you saw like i don't know he's just very like uh looks of just like 
Yeah, but look, like that's just oh. very like, <laughs> but just that, like, yeah, very reactive. In Dead Man's Chest, yeah, but like in Dead Man's Chest, there's a lot of comedic reactions that he has to successfully pull off, and it's just not yeah. as effective as it should be. Where it's like he's given some stuff to be comedic and it yeah it just doesn't doesn't really work because it's just like he, i feel like he doesn't understand that it's a joke or something <laughs> <laughs> totally and and back and back to that the kira knightley thing brandon what you guys were talking about I, like elizabeth doesn't really have a purpose in this movie i mean because like right. if you look at it from the context nah. of the plot of like everybody's trying to get the key right mm-hmm. the key to the chest davy jones wants the key or the chest because you know it's his heart and he doesn't want to die um, Cut, you know, Cutler wants it for, or um, Benedict wants it for to be able to control the seas and get rid of piracy. Jack wants it to save its own skin, call the pirate off, and then Will wants it for his dad. Which again, that was a bit manufactured in and you of even itself. You got Norrington like, in there too, yeah. Oh yeah, and Norrington, like Norrington, you can get because okay, like he got punished and like he's thrown on the streets. He wants to, you know, restore and get back to being a Navy man, etc. Like but that like, guy. me too. Yeah, guy, and I'm into that guy as an actor because he he was giving. Oh, he's yeah. excellent. Oh, right. He he had a fair amount to to do. There was also he had to be convincing to the people in the movie about not fully like, con- you know, letting them know what his motives are. And there wow. was. Yeah, it was really believable mm-hmm. that he still cares a lot about Madeline's or not. Right. Swan. Wait. Elizabeth Swan. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Swan. Yeah. Can you imagine Miss Swan? Ms. Swan? <laughs> oh, I don't know, Mr. Turner. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't help it. But you were mentioned. Yeah, you mentioned about yeah. Kira Knightley. It's like, okay, so what? Is she, yeah, what's, she what's her purpose? She wants yeah, to get married. Like, she's yeah, and she's just that she's just kind of there because that was like, <laughs> when it came to a head. And, yeah. And it's just manufactured. Like that's the big thing that's made. Like this whole love triangle too. Just uh, that felt a, a little manufactured really. because yeah. she wasn't interested in Jack in the first one, other than like to help be a catalyst to save Will after like Will got captured and he got away. So like outside of that, though, the whole compass pointing to her and like the kiss yeah. at the end, like it all was just so like manufactured. But Elizabeth didn't really have a purpose. Her purpose was to just be there and try to dispel any of the violence that was going on and like the sword fighting and the swashbuckling. But outside mm-hmm. of that, like she wasn't really tied directly to the key in the chest. There's so, this whole I, side story with her uh, pretending to be a man on a ship. Uh, mm-hmm. And then to get to will, when she gets to will, there's this back and forth with Jack Sparrow and her with a, like just heavy sexual tension, which you're, I don't know. It just feels out of place. Manufactured is a great word for it um, because they had like a, they were stuck on the island in the first one. Plenty of opportunity to have that. And it's just like all it was was Jack Sparrow being like making a little advance or whatever. And her just kind of like casually shutting yeah, it no. down. Yeah. And this one is just kind of interesting how it plays out. And we'll get to it at, at the end. But I think yeah, some of the sure. signals get crossed in, in a weird way where like they want certain things to happen. But the why as to why and how it, it's happening and where they leave will and elizabeth swan at the end of this movie is just kind of like oh Weird. that's that's, a, that's <laughs> yeah, where they're I'm... left at is just they're fucking pissed at each other <laughs> yeah uh-huh. that's and like that's gonna just like i guess we'll see what happens next movie and so going to world's end i'm already just kind of like <laughs> it's like when jim and pam like get mad at each other in the office it's like oh you guys work so hard to get together just be happy I don't want to see you fight. You worked so hard. It took so many seasons. Um, and yeah, so I mean, to go back to like the story, it sets Will Turner on this kind of like uh, blackmail sort of quest to get this compass for Bennett to release Elizabeth Swan. And then her father has 
the idea to uh, get her out of prison. And they have that motif with all the prison guys like trying to reach for her. Like they reach the dog, reach for the dog. Even uh, Jonathan Price is like, where's that dog with the keys? Because that's just a thing that happens in this universe. There's always a dog with keys. Um, oh, the man and the end of that for that dog is really quite unfortunate. I just I, I did you see the end credit scene? Oh, I didn't. Oh, I was like, kind oh, of there's an end credits. Yeah, these movies kind of and they don't start it, but every single Pirates movie I think has an end credit scene. This is like a real beginnings of Marvel Whoa. situation. I, I forget exactly what the first eight one years is, old but, when I learned that. Ooh. Yeah, okay. I mean, I could. Oh, should yeah. I tell you right now? I, Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the please. all it is, it's very brief, but you see all the cannibals having another celebration around the fire, and it pans over, and the dog is sitting on the throne with a big bone in his mouth, and then that's the end. Oh, but the end, then it's, he still is going to meet that. Yeah. Just <laughs> I thought. Oh, okay. He gets that, actually he gets that big bone. He sits on the throne for a bit. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to I go. Left- Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I definitely left it the first time as like, Oh, that dog's going to get eaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Oh, okay. So it just ends up being the case anyways. Pretty much. Right. But there, yeah, you don't see that part. You just see the, maybe he pulls to remind us again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he pulls a, a Jack Sparrow oh, and fucking javelins himself off of a cliff. Okay. We'll get, we'll get to that. Uh, Speaking of cannibals though, we could get, we get to that point, right? Because that is, yeah, that is there anything, Davy Jones? is there anything, but yeah, is that, that's yeah, Davy Jones, man. He does not get introduced until very, very late in, in the movie. And this cannibal part does happen early on because that happens before, because Will goes like, there's the, the blackmail scene, like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to, I think, Will going to find like first i think he goes to tortuga where they brought back the two girls that slapped captain jack yeah and then he find like they do that little montage like scene of him going and then he finds jack and then or he finds at least the black pearl finds that it's like stranded on a beach and then he has to jump off the boat with the guy rowing him there and he swims ashore then he like then that's where we pick up to where like will finds and he's caught by the cannibals Gotcha. And scene. The introduction to Davy Jones is when he picks up Will Turner from the Flying Dutchman or, or like whatever. The uh, that's boat, when right? like, why does Johnny yeah. Depp Johnny Depp ends up at that island because he's they're trying to find land. Because the because Bootstrap Bill put bootstrap the, Bill, the black right. spot on him. Bootstrap black so, spot. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you know about the history of the black spot, Brian? I, I know that that is uh, something. I remember like my dad told me about the black spot or it was like in a pirate song or something like that, where that black spot was a mark that was kind of is known in pirate lore. Are you familiar with that at all? Uh, I mean, a little bit. And I know that that really was popularized from like Treasure Island, which Robert Lewis Stevenson, he wrote it a couple hundred years sure. after the fact. But like the the thought of it is at least from like Treasure Island was it was yeah like you were marked mm. you were a marked man and like yeah. marked for death if you had a black spot. Uh, but that's like the extent of what I know. Like as far as like the the history, actual like piracy, oh, sure, I haven't sure. across that yet. No, but you're, yeah, you're absolutely Island. right. It's in yeah, in, uh, in Treasure Island in the book, pirates are presented with the black spot to officially pronounce a verdict of guilt or judgment. It consists of a circular piece of paper or card with one side blackened, while the sure. other side bears a message. And it's placed in the hand of the accused. Um, yeah, that's okay. that's interesting. Or like even the P that's on his hand, which they even try to. It's just a lot of reverse engineering certain things like with Bennett. 
he mm-hmm. oh he was like, like a, a very friend. yeah yeah he like pulls a pee thing out of the fire why i don't know why it would be in that fire but he's just like i got this pee brand he just right here travels around with it yeah he's just i just can't run people yeah, right. who do i who do i yeah who do i need to brand not now bennett we don't need you to bennett, brand anybody right now all right we need god damn it, you're always making people pirates he's just like, <laughs> I told you not to <laughs> disrupt me while I'm branding people. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like jackass I'll with like the, dinner the razor or whatever. There's like a person with a GoPro and like the brand and they just run around and, and just sneak up and like, oh, gotcha. Ass. Oh, fuck you, man. Now I'm going to be fucking put in prison. Oh, shit. You're so funny. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, so that's yeah. And then, like the Jonathan Price tries to get, get Elizabeth away. That that creepy number two guy to Bennett. I like him a lot. Um, Mercer. I like. Oh, is that yeah, his name? Is that like short for mercenary, mm-hmm. probably. No, oh, so, no. Ooh, that's but, uh, fair. I like movies like this and like cowboy movies where these yeah grizzled guys get cast where they're like yeah that I, motherfucker yeah. just like mm-hmm. lives that part. I don't know. And same with like the I mean the the two funny pirates that are in the first one and their inclusion in this one is is a stretch how they would get involved. But I'm mm. happy. I'm happy they are there because they're great. But I am too. But the they're short, great the comedic short, relief. Yeah, the stubby kind of chubby, like the he's not super. He's just like the shorter one, not the tall, skinny one. I don't <laughs> yeah. know that guy's. He's just rough, man. Grizzle. I and how they do all the make uh, makeup and the clothing mm-hmm. and the sets in this movie are something that I won't. Incredible. I, I won't, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because and then and that, for the and, and, the, and the people in the casting and all all that, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. there's some really great actors in this too we've already talked about jonathan price but yeah i think also too like stellan skarsgar stellar skateboard a guy who i feel like whispers a lot in movies or maybe that's just his natural like talking kind of like cadence or whatever but man that guy can whisper stuff like an sob where yeah. it's like really nuanced and scary and it's yeah, like just like slack he's kind of slack jawed and, and i feel like this job. is like my introduction oh, introduction to him mm-hmm. as well yeah i i right i, and, I mean imagine anything Skarsgård, and then i i really liked bill nye's performance oh, davy jones wow. like the, i know i know i know oh, we're wow. building up to to like for the uh, davy jones incredible. Thing, but like oh no honestly like the voice mm-hmm. everything i know we're getting there we're getting there no continue because we're talking about performances like i mean we can get to that scene but him in general as like oh man a force of nature in this movie is like just I, the it, the intro and just that like that's one thing that they did like very very well introing davy jones or anytime mm-hmm. he interacted you saw all of like the life just like shrink away like when he's walking on the ship and everything but like when he comes out like the mo- one of the most badass intros for a villain ever when he just comes out everybody's cowering lights up his pipe and he goes do you fair <laughs> and like how he says it i remember seeing that in the trailer going holy fuck balls <laughs> and like yeah man he is an exceptional villain he really oh, is oh my god really great villains in in this series in general i think they do a good job mm. with with getting strong actors to play uh i mean then the villains in pirate in the pirate universe is like well we gotta have Blackbeard and davy jones and you know and all these kind of legendary sort of pirate names be bad guys to our, you know, supposedly good pirate Johnny Depp, where he's right writing the line of, of good and evil. But yeah, like Bill Nye, I think my introduction to him as well. And for someone to perform so well through a CGI representation of yourself, like IE any circus as Gollum was around this time oh, too, which sure. is just like mm-hmm. legendary as well. But 
how, yeah, for him to be able to his, it's his eyes and his mouth and his stature and body language. He's able to transfer all of that on, onto the screen. And his voice is like, he, mm-hmm. he makes one syllable words, two syllables. He's like, do you have a problem with that? Or like, he just like this little, like, mm-hmm. like whatever at, at the end of And then like, every time, yep. There's this every one where time. he does like a little, oh, he's like, ah, oh, I forget. He's some reaction to, to somebody like Johnny, Johnny Depp or Will Turner when he's approaching them. And he's just like, he, he kind of does a question. He's like, and he does that little, oh like, yeah. No, cause yes, he's like, yeah. well, let's, let's talk about price, mate. And he goes, price. Yeah. I know exactly <laughs> oh what you're talking god. about. Like he I love that it. shit. What a it's fucking so cool guy. Oh my god, because he's try he's being an octopus. And there were <laughs> so there cool. were pl- plenty of like things that he would do, like you were talking about, like where he would like uh end uh you know what he's saying with like his lips making this like sucking sound and he would just yeah. like pop and whatnot, and it was Awesome. He blew smoke out of his little like tentacle holes because he doesn't doesn't have a nose, so he breathes through like the little Uh, tentacles. Yeah, on the side. Uh, Man, so this movie, 2006. I mean, just watching it, like that that CGI held up really well. It still does. Yeah, to this day, like watching it, like damn, like it's not like what. It's not like watching something from like I don't know if you ever watched like the like have watched the Mummy recently, yeah, which I love sure. the, the Mummy first, movies. The first one, not like, the second one. Or at least Scorpion King has a rough time on that second one, but that first one for sure. Yeah. And like even watching the CGI and some of that with like early Emotep, like yeah, it's kind of dark, but you can sell till kind of see. Oh, it's a little age, but yeah, man. I mean, I feel that for the foreseeable future, Bill Nye as Davy Jones will hold up for at least another few years before it's oh, like, oh, this is so archaic. <laughs> it is so much fun to look at all the characters on the ship and all of them like kind of, mm-hmm. they're like recurring. So they, they're constantly around as a representation of, of like, yeah, of it being, they're not like all switching around every scene. It's like, oh, it's that hammerhead guy that has like eyes on yep. like all hammerhead mm-hmm. eyes on the side. There's the guy with the conch shell as a head that has like a very, has the thing sort of crawl away later. That's just like, so, so fucking cool and funny mm-hmm. and funny too. in that, in that part in a very like body horror sort of way for Disney, <laughs> yeah, and sure. all this is very mm-hmm. body horror. And, you know, they did the skeletons in the first one. And this is like a one up for the sequel that was very successful and by design and conceptually was just like a home run. Cause I can imagine them conce- like conceptualizing it and drawing, making these drawings of, what the creature is going to look like and to have it successfully come across in, you know, the darkened setting worked better, but even when they were out having like the sword battle on the bright beach beach and stuff, I mean, it Mm -hmm. it wasn't bad then either. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, all the cockles growing up people's face. There's one guy that's fused to the fucking boat. Oh yeah. Like when he's telling rain is still sticking to the (laughs) back. It's like, shit, this is, this is so cool. Some guys, was this some guy's missing a face. He doesn't even have a face. <laughs> oh yeah, Do, oh, oh yeah. You're talking about when like the kraken attacks, and it's just you see like the the pulsing. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Or are you talking about a different? Will Will Turner rolls up on that uh, runner ground. Oh yeah, and he turns. Yeah, down. and he turns around, and you just see like. And the weirdest thing too is it's not just there's no face, but there's like that like pulsingness to it, and you're just like, ah, yeah. Damn Disney. Like, damn. I know nightmares. <laughs> um. But we're jumping around. I guess if I were to go back to to some of the story, if we can work through piece by mm-hmm, piece, mm-hmm. just to check off anything else that we want to say about cannibal scene, because this is like a big set piece that's early on yeah. the movie. The villain hasn't even been introduced yet, and there's just the set piece of trying to get Jack out of uh, 
cannibal camp. And it just, I don't know. It just reminds me of like producers just being like, okay, what do we want in the new pirates movie? Oh, let's, let's get some cannibals. Hey, we'll get mermaids in number four. And I don't know, like what, what else? What else do we want? Oh, we'll go through a bog, maybe a bayou. Yeah, that'll mm, be good. We'll throw like that in. Yeah, we'll get a, mm-hmm. you know, a Kraken. Ooh, a Kraken. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. It's pronounced Kraken. Yeah, oh, um, that's such a great scene. I love yeah, these guys. With, with the cannibal scene, man, I mean, honestly, this was just, it was like taken out of a page of like a an adventure movie from yesteryear of like yes, old school, absolutely. like 1930s or 40s to where it was like, oh, all the indigenous populace, they're just cannibals and they're going to eat you and like, so, I mean, it was just interesting. It was an interesting take. Um, and again, I get that. Like, this is where I think there's certain points in this movie where they're creating action sequences just to create action sequences mm-hmm. that perpetuate and push the plot along. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not complaining about it, but it starts getting into the foray of the ridiculous when they're in the cage and they have to swing. And then there's the two groups of pirates, the, the supposed good pirates who want to free Jack and the <laughs> other pirates who want to just get away. Um, but I mean, I, I would say this, like, I think too often, like people look at something and expect it to be like the best movie ever. And if it's not, then it's like just total crap. Like, hmm. like this movie is still very entertaining. And yeah. like even just yeah, watching absolutely. and like knowing the ridiculousness, they've already set the table of, mm-hmm. hey, this is going to be a kind of a silly adventure kind of comedic, mm-hmm. like some action packed swashbuckling ride. So just enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would say that it's just you as a tool to um, further the plot along. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, we also could. Yeah. Oh, what do we, go for it, Brandon. Oh, I was just going to say, you also get Jack in that makeup, which I think was so which iconic. Which is amazing. Cool, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, incredibly iconic. I remember it just being, you know, in a lot of the promo stuff for it. And when you finally mm-hmm. see it, you're like, you know, his eyes are closed, but it, they're painted on. And then he opens it up. Opens and it's it, just, you're like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he then he's also allowed Jack's allowed to be the king of a group of people, which is really fun because he's like making up their language, too. So there's a lot of comedic elements to it where he's like mm-hmm. saying gibberish to these people and they're like understanding it. And it's like, how long has he been there that he knows the language? And then you pick up that he doesn't know the language. He he's says just for, like, for eunuch, he says snippy, snippy. <laughs> yeah, snippy, snippy. And they go, oh. oh, we get that. We know what that means. Snippy, snippy. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are a latin based language here as well um I, I yeah i have a i have a fun time generally with the scene i think it like drags a somehow like a little it long does. maybe it's like too early yeah. to have this long of a of a set piece i feel like but those i don't That's know those criticism a lot in these movies sure the, how long the how long these action sequences are because even mm-hmm. in the first one that was the criticism levied by the critics about it and that continues to be the criticism because they just get more egregious where it's yeah. like really long battle scenes where mm-hmm. and especially at the end of this movie too when you had a lot of like fighting on that for the um, for Davy Jones's uh, heart and that whole sequence just like really goes and yeah. goes and goes and goes and mm-hmm. goes. And yeah, you just, it's some of it works and some of it doesn't. And since it's just spending so much time at it and allow it, it unfortunately like, you know, has you go, eh, I don't really care for that. Or I really like mm-hmm. that because I, there's too much time for it. To the, just place, like, the placement of that other set piece you're talking about, like this, you know, the, sword you know mexican standoff sword fight for davy jones heart like that is the crux of the movie in a way and closer in placement of the timeline of the movie to be a climax even though the real climax i guess is more the kraken but yeah just this this one this long where we're like i haven't even seen the villain yet this is just them trying to get together and establish like 
what we got to do next. And it's, it's really just trying to, for Will Turner to get that compass. And then when all is said and done, when he does approach Jack about the compass, I don't know, Jack's way of being like, well, you could get that compass or you could do something cooler and do this instead. And Will's like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I trust you, Jack. You're cool. I just, you know, it's like, I just mm-hmm. didn't, didn't care for him. Like going along with Jack being like, oh, this fucking key is going to be way, way better. And he convinces him. it was just like, that was very loose and just a way to get thing. And it reminded me of rise of the Skywalker, rise of sky, the Skywalker. Um, but yeah, the, I like those rolling ball prisons kind of, I thought that was pretty yeah. like just creative totally of fun. them climbing up the mm-hmm. wall just looks so weird and funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like the javelin thing as much with the coconuts. I don't know. Cause it was like a lot going on. And then we falls down that cliff and then he gets unraveled all the way. And then he just does a free fall through like three fucking bridges. And then like, Oh, he's going to hit water. No, he just hits the fucking just ground. Just <laughs> and it's totally fine. <laughs> He's fine. It just reminded me of the dark night where it's like, oh, this is fun. I'm having a good time. And then it hit, that happens. And you're just like, wait, what? And then it's like, on to the next scene. <laughs> Don't think about it. And like where uh, Batman like saves uh, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Rachel, whatever. Oh, like, yeah. When he, yeah. When like, yeah. hands on the car. Let her go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a huge better choice of words or whatever. And then he just like, oh, yeah, he's going to go. jump off, grab her. And then what? Oh no, he's just gonna fall. He's gonna <laughs> he's fall. Gonna but land, a car. land on his three hundred thousand dollar body armor, which saves his yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But poor old Captain Jack. I guess he just has a he, he is body armor. I guess let's just call it plot armor. I guess and and like the plot right. armor. The bridge is supposed to like oh the that wood softened the fall of crashing through <laughs> yeah. three bridges. But it, yeah, anyways. Um, there's just it reminded me of like a Peter Jackson, Steven Spielberg sort of set piece. I think of like Adventures of Tin Tin, or like the mm-hmm. new the newest mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which is we just talked about on this podcast. But it reminded me of an action scene from Honestly Indiana Jones and in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Very where it's yeah. like, oh, this is just, and then and then and then this happens, and it's like a kid coming up with a pirates movie. It's like, oh yeah, and then they're gonna fucking battle over a windmill and the windmill's gonna fall off and they're gonna run on top of it like a big wheel and then they're gonna get picked up and then the, the secret you're gonna come out and try and get him uh, yeah it's just like and then mm-hmm. and then um which has its has its merit in its own way too but uh yeah so i feel like you have to pick yeah. a lane though right james because you have to right. either like if you're gonna go above and beyond ridiculousness it has to be like kung pao ridiculous oh enter like God. the fist you can't do like that's a polarizing Kung Pao movie. We gotta plus, talk about that together next time. I would be happy to come back because Kung Pao is yeah. amazing. But you yeah, can't do like that and then try and tie it in with the Dark Knight at the same time. And I feel like that's what this movie tried to do on a couple of places. Like it tried to cater to like above and like excess to like keep the kids happy, but then also mm-hmm. try to keep like a, a pace to like try and keep like uh like older folks like us or like adults entrenched as well but you can't do both well and i feel like that's one of the shortcomings of this film yeah, as I, entertaining as it was and jack sparrow's almost the crux of that because they couldn't decide with him to make him bad or good and mm-hmm. and why again would will will turner and uh elizabeth swan be rooting for him and trying to pull him on the good side all, this whole time you know I, I i don't know it just seems more like they know how powerful jack sparrow is as a character and you want the audience to root for him so you can't make him too bad but he's still got to be a pirate so i i don't know but it also 
that messed up all of their characters that not that non-committal aspect yes. and more appeasing the situations and the jokes and making Jack Sparrow put in a position to be funny and have the agency to cause chaos for the other characters in, in the movie, which is kind of disingenuous to the other characters. Cause Jack Sparrow is just like pulling them around. And then the movie is like, yeah, we love Jack Sparrow, right? Isn't he great? And it's like, Oh, he's fucking everything up for everybody. It's, I know. He's a little yep. scamp. Um, he gets, he gets his, you know, whatever happens to him, to him at the end. But uh, yeah, I think there's just certain things that are non-committal cause they had to be decided because the movie was already being made and it's that it just reminds me of like on a mind like those minecart things that you're like two people are pushing or, or like you're on a mm-hmm. your train track and the, tr- the train track isn't built all the way so you got to build the train the train track as you're riding the train or trying to you know just like placing them down and place them take the last one put them down um and that it just it's that part comes across in the movie and that's a bummer when yeah those i don't know the set the sets and everything just are so fucking cool and fully realized and all the costumes and all that. Um, but yeah. And then there's a, uh, before we get to Davy Jones, there's like the Elizabeth Swan stuff like that side story, I guess with the haunted dress, she's pretending to be a man. Um, some of that stuff was, I guess like kind of funny, but also uh, to what end, you know, it kind of gets the crack and gets introduced through that ship there's an action scene with with that ship so i guess there's that but um yeah that's i'm down to move on to davy so, jones i guess yeah 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 because i mean that's the whole purpose of that is because the kraken needs to destroy a ship because we would need to mm-hmm. see the awesome force of it and like it's not going to destroy the black pearl already because that mm-hmm. ship needs to get us to the end and so yeah like gives us an opportunity to see wh- how powerful the kraken is which is awesome like oh I, God, yeah. but yeah it's just you know, it's one of those things where none of those crew members really matter. So none of it really has a lot of like weight to it. Yeah, it's like important that Elizabeth Swan obviously gets through this. But like, yeah, it's. Everybody else is fodder for the Kraken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kraken fodder. Kraken fodder. Kraken yeah. fodder. I did like for those two guys. Sorry, the last thing, the two like comedic guys that came through. It's well, pronounced Kraken. Well, in the other Scandinavian, like for like really dumb pirates, they have a lot of knowledge about a lot of really random things. But we're not Scandinavian, are we? Oh <laughs> Their back and forth is always so good. And mm-hmm. I mean, that that mm-hmm. guy was uh, Dwight in the UK office. Like he's he's mm-hmm. a he's a really funny actor. Um, and he's reading, yeah, like that line, I reading think is in the trailer. He's reading, you're reading, you can't read. And he's like, got it upside down. He's like, you get credit for trying, which for is trying. such a funny, <laughs> funny dry line. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. And mm-hmm. yeah, he'll say like something like very smart out of nowhere. And then it'll, it just has that kind of, that kind of humor, but they play it so well and they have such a chemistry. Um, I think the Davy introduction of Davy Jones arguably like the most effective scene in the movie. I know we've kind of, we've already touched on it, 100%. but him swimming over in the dark, it's a horror mo- scene, almost how it plays out. Cause he approaches yeah. one guy, he's got bloody hands. He's trying to pull the mast up and the ship is you've run aground. And then a body falls off the mast behind him. And it's like almost a jump scare. I remember just the, like dangling. The movie oh, yeah. theater, people kind of jumped when that body fell. And then that, he doesn't have, that body doesn't have a face. Um, eyes without a face just i got some billy idol in my head sorry um and then uh <laughs> and then davy jones rolls up and is just like fucking commands the scene dude in like a green <laughs> oh, screen suit sure. and he i just want to see bill nye in that green screen suit benedict cumberbatch doing smog style just like fucking, <laughs> fucking nailing it um, and even the pacing too james like it's almost like dictating your heartbeat when you hear the 
Right. And you're like, oh my God, what is going on? And every, like, oh yeah, the buildup is just so... You see his claw. His oh claw yeah. Hand. Yeah, he puts his pipe out on his claw hand. Yeah, like, and then, yeah. It's so cool. Like that takes a collaboration for multiple people to envision a small little mm-hmm. mannerism uh, mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, and then he offers all these guys a choice whether they want to join his crew for 100 years and serve on the um, Flying Dutchman. And yeah, uh, one of them gets sliced up and the other decides to join and you get the introduction to all these cool little sea, cool uh, sea creature guys. Oh, I was going to say also the, the music is this is like, oh yeah, yeah. Introduction. About this is introduction to a different kind of, this is the Davy Jones song that Hans yeah, Zimmer has yeah. like that mm-hmm. comes up. And I don't know if the organs are present yet in this part, but his use They're of not. organ in this movie yeah. is so they become fucking cool. exceptional. Mm-hmm. Oh really my cool. God. That room where the organ is, is oh. incredible. I just, Oh, what it must've been like to be on that set to just be in that space. And cause it's, yeah, his, his whole captain's cabin is this very cavernous, like uh, organ you know, area or whatever. And it just looks fucking sweet. All those tubes look so like his cool. tubes. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of tubes. Oh I never even, <laughs> there's a series of tubes. Oh man. <laughs> uh, he could probably play his tubes like a little wind instrument too. You know, he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> God, that scene is so fucking cool. And it's like a dusty organ, big organ sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of comes back later throughout the movie. So it's like you get great pirate score already from the first one. And then these little changes for Davy Jones um, and some of the other characters are really purposeful and well met by me, an audience member who enjoyed that. And also his use of bagpipes and fucking Dune was just like. He's just like challenging himself and his whole like whatever little team crew of people that he yeah, that they all do factory. music together. It's like yeah, his music factory. Um, mm. But yeah, and he played yeah, I don't know, the bagpipes in that, and then it's just like the organ in this. It's like I I don't know. It's it's reinventing ways of doing things and, and creating a real feel for what you're watching, and it adds to that character as well. And there's a lot of things that work work well together. Um, Bootstrap yeah. Bill is Will Turner's father. Uh, that's a thing in this movie, you know, it's, I, I, that's like a big through line of Will Turner's character, which gives like, yeah, Elizabeth Swan almost less to do cause yep. he's so focused on that. And she's like, just kind of pissed that he's not around to marry her. And you know, when like world ending decisions are going on. Um, but yeah, there's this paradise. They find out, yeah, Liar's Dice. Let's talk about that scene. Liar's and this is kind dice. of, yeah. and this is like after the, uh, they find out, it's a weird kind of almost way of them finding out. They're like, hey, Will Turner, go, go strap <laughs> oh up God, that thing. Yeah. And then they both go, they're like, I'm Will Turner. <laughs> no, I'm Will Turner. And they're like, nah, get out of the way. And then like, that's how they realize it. But it was, I don't know. It was just kind of weird how. Davy Jones, they didn't have him make that recognition of that's Will Turner when he saw when he saw him and he's like gonna settle Jack Sparrow's yeah, debt or whatever. Would, there was no recognition yeah, there. And he brought him yeah. on. And uh also just as just a proof of reverse engineering, like Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow, like he would uh, 
meeting Will Turner in the first one, he'd have so much more to tell him about his father. I feel like it's like he really knew his father. Like they like they knew each other really well. It's just like the first one was like, yeah, I knew Will Turner. He's a good pirate anyways. And it's like, oh, no, like there's a lot to do with Will Turner's father that they just decided to write in this in this second one um but yeah because that's how it would go when you're writing um, this the second and third movie is is you go okay so what are these what are these things in the first movie that we can just expound upon and really explode out and yeah that you're just taking kind of small nuanced character you know bits and then you're like well now this is going to be this whole character it's going to have its own plot line and all of that and yeah it's crazy to think that davy jones didn't know that yeah turner senior was on the ship and then and all of that and okay so then also too then uh, so they've will senior is so flabbergasted by will jr being there that he just drops what he's doing and it like drops the cannon or whatever that they were trying to prop up or move around or whatever and then so that there has to be repercussions for it and this was kind of shocking in a disney movie yeah. where somebody is just getting like lashed by, yeah. his own father. by his own father just straight up lashed and yeah it was really shocking to see that happen this time and then there's even the comment of like i actually did you a favor which it was really ineffective because there wasn't it just seemed so pestilent or non-understanding and not like made will again seem like such a simpleton where mm-hmm. his father tells him i mm. did this for you to help you out no and don't he's talk to so, me i'm going to my room he like falls mm-hmm. on the mask he's like fuck you yeah he's 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 pissed that is and then he like gives him the shit of like you didn't have to choose this to be a pirate and to to join davy jones crew he's like i didn't want the same to happen to you that happened to me he's he's like you didn't have to let this happen to you dad and and he's just like pissed about that um but he he even tells him why he's like mm -hmm. i wanted this yeah Mm-hmm. I like he gives Will all of the things he's asking for, or wants answers to. Like right. I did this because this is the life that I, honestly, being a pirate is is who I am, and this is what my calling was. I didn't want this for you. You also get somewhat of a resolution where he's like, "You don't owe me anything," Thing, right? <laughs> and, just, and then yeah, gives and then he just so doubles much. down, like, and then Will just doubles down on, "No, I'm gonna save you," and I've got the savior complex, and like I'm gonna. Re- least the flying dutchman hold on you and this is a promise i'm gonna make and his dad's like nah like i'm good i'm good i promise I mean, you, i'm gonna right. challenge davy jones to liar's dice and not explain my plan before i do it i'm just gonna fucking do it i'm a wild card baby oh man now seeing this though it's so clear what's happening too there wasn't any it was really kind of just watching the game unfold to just know exactly where it was gonna go because yeah as maybe a younger brain child brain you're like it has a little bit more mystery because you don't quite understand what's happening Mm. but then once now seeing it you're like oh yeah he's totally just getting into this and it's also kind of funny where it's the rules aren't explained that multiple people can like really get involved the way that they do. And I'll, you know, Will senior just kind of goes like, and I'm in, mm. and just kind of inserts himself into that interaction. I brought my like, own oh. dice. <laughs> <laughs> I got the red color. <laughs> <laughs> I was planning on doing this from the get go. I already put them uh, down. Them's the rules. Once you put it down, it's, it's over. It's over. But liar's dice. So, 
it's I we can't spend too much time on this, but so it's I don't quite understand the rules. Do any either one of you can like simply put it to me? I because I I get that everybody's dice is being like talked about when they're making these calls, but I don't understand. Like it was just it's still kind of confounding where I'm like, wait, who's winning right now? <laughs> How's this going? I'm not sure if I could explain it very well, but you're, you're essentially just betting on how many of those numbers are going to be in, uh, in the whole set of dice. So you look at yours and, and I think one of them had like four fives. And so like they knew that there was going to be four fives, but then once you do four fives and then I think I could be wrong, Brian, maybe you could correct me, but you, you bet an increment. So it's like, I bet there's two of this number, there's three three of this number, four of this number. And it got to the point where, yeah, it was like seven fives or like eight fives. And, and Davy Jones had a shit ton of fives. And I think Will Turner had a couple fives. And, and then I think Papa, Papa Will Turner had a bootstrap. Had, Papa Will. Had like Papa, <laughs> Will, Papa Willie um, had like twos and threes and stuff. So uh, it was just like those. It was like that that sort of back and forth like who really knows what's in, in like a lot of, in the, the other person's hand and a lot of bullshitting and stuff. I don't know if I explained it well, but it's, it, it's pretty much like that though. Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's pretty much like the card game bullshit. Like, bullshit, Oh, I've got yeah. four fours and like, so it's that, but then having to up the ante each time. Mm-hmm. And then it gets you to a point where call somebody out. Oh yeah. You could have yeah. called. Yeah. But then yeah, if, the, but yeah. if, if they're telling the truth, then it's on. Then and, you and yeah, lose, then you, you know. lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in essence, it's like they could have like for the scene and the pacing, they had to make it like more and more intense and up the upping the ante. But if someone came yeah. out, and said, I've got six fives and you were like, you're a liar. And I showed you and I didn't have six fives. I would lose. But if I did have six fives, then you would lose. So it's basically all about just bluffing. Like how much can you bluff to get people to believe that you have what you do or don't have? Next time I'm in Vegas, I'm going to pull a Bill Nye. You're a liar and a thief and you wouldn't spend an eternity on my ship. <laughs> and I will storm out of the casino and they'll be like, oh, my God. You know what, though? I, I think that, you know, in, in Vegas, that's probably not the weirdest thing that they've seen on the casino floor. <laughs> There's probably plenty of people talking like Bill Nye. All right. You know what was also weird is when Big <laughs> Willie just told Davy Jones to keep his fucking wife's name out of his mouth. Wasn't that weird? Yeah, that was weird. Because <laughs> it's like, Will, you're not even married yet. Elizabeth Swan's oh, like there. digging no, on this Johnny no. Depp guy. What's going on there? Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you. So, I mean, I guess like the weird, still kind of a weird thing about the game to me is, is that like at a certain point, right, it's obvious like that person's lying because there just can't be that. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I guess it's like when do you call somebody a liar, mm-hmm. right? And like, but like Will was about to win, right? Like Davy Jones was about to call him on bullshit, but there was like actually like like seven fives, I think, or, or like there was that amount that Will said. Oh, and wow. Davey, I think so. That's how I read it. And Davy Jones was like, I fucking got you now. And I'm like, aren't there as many fives as Will Turner said? And then Bootstrap Bill was like, no! Well, fives. He's like, motherfucker, I was about to win. What are you doing? I don't know. It's may, I probably misread that. Um, but that was like a very legendary scene for this movie. I remember going to Barnes and Noble and shit and we're like, they sold, sold like board games and be like, get your own liar's dice and play like the pirates. And it's that. all like decorated yeah, like the like pirate thing. It's PC like a game or whatever. It's really mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. yeah, a set of dice and a Yahtzee thing, I guess. But yeah, you, they, uh, you, you can play your own liar's, liar's dice. That was, a, that was a big deal. And then, uh, 
<laughs> Will's turner was like, I was it was never about winning and losing, Dad. God, I just want to know where the key was. You yeah. fucking ruined everything. You don't understand God. me. <laughs> I'm gonna go sneak into his bed and steal the heart. Oh, he doesn't sleep on a bed. Oh, he just sleeps at the organ. Okay, it's whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So he steals the key, replaces it with the picture of a key. God, how ironic and frustrating that must be for Davy Jones. This isn't a key. This is just a picture. Fuck. Um, it, but it feels the same. It was like a very Indiana Jones sort of thing of like mm-hmm. the, getting the weight right. That was, yeah. that was uh-huh. nice. like that. Uh, so too that whole like him getting through all of his tentacles yeah. was really co- quite mm-hmm. quite something as well. Because yeah, there was some that seemed like they were very like real, like practical effects, and then there was obviously like more of the filler stuff that was CG. But there was yeah, the whole trying to like get into. Just, I guess it's like near his heart and his chest or whatever, and trying to get that key. Um, yeah, and then he's got it, this uh, music box that's playing next music to him. Box. That's like a representation of his love, uh, a woman, a and, woman, uh, a woman. And uh, I like the that was it was effective. Some effective editing and t- and pacing were. Yeah, we mentioned earlier, but it's like it's playing the song, and then it slowly zooms on the music box as it's playing, and then it stops. And that's just such a great representation of, oh, fuck, he's going to wake up. I was just, I was great. It's like they ascribe meaning to just of, of, of auditory and clue and intention. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, Will Turner escapes in a boat with the knife from his father to stab the heart of Davy Jones, which is in a chest. This is the new MacGuffin of the movie before it was the compass. Then it was the picture of the key to find uh, the real key and then real now key. it's to find the chest and then it's going to be the heart next and you know this is just the J.J. Right. Abrams school of, of MacGuffin I, I feel like I, he's whatever I just really think of Rise of Skywalker what I remember, remember of that mm-hmm. um, but there's a chase there's a crack in uh, and the sh- that ship gets fucked royally up in a pretty cool crack in scene that I think those effects hold up relatively well too. Like even I was thinking of the big starfish from like the suicide squad that came out recently. I'm like, it's like pretty close to that. And especially mm-hmm. really cool in those little suction cut parts. Oh, oh my God. That. that when it finally attacks the black pearl and there's that scene where the suction cups are it's like going through the portholes. Sl- yeah. Like, you know, over the cannon, mm-hmm. like the tips or whatever. Um, yeah, so that just makes me think, like, again, the whole Matt, uh, Elizabeth Swan Kraken situation could have really been cut out because you get, like, mm. Will gets off the ship, ship gets destroyed, no duh. Then he gets back on the ship, mm-hmm. and then he's just on the ship until Davy Jones gets to where the chest is. My God, you're so right. <laughs> so it's like, And there's another big Kraken thing later. And Will right. Turner's like, I've seen this before. Trust me. He's going to go to Which Starboard. Is, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Classic and, Starboard Kraken. And they hinted at the Kraken earlier, right? Because when Captain Jack throws his hat overboard mm. and you don't see like the tentacles come up, but you just see the ship go. And that's like, that's cool what thing. you see. Yeah, so I like that. that was excellent. It was like, oh, shit. And like, I get that you needed to build. But again, like, again, I'll furthering the point that Elizabeth is just kind of there yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, really such a yeah because i mean the plot would have you say that she is important because because she's she's at she's at like tortuga pardon and then she she's like bringing the pardon but but then norrington stole it so like outside of that like (laughs) yeah 
And then she's not okay. on the ship anymore. Will Turner gets there. He's like, "Who's? Where'd you get that fucking dress?" Um. Oh right. It's just right. Yeah, and then she and then she bails off at Tortuga, right? Because she leads them to believe to go to Tortuga, which you light the ship on fire to tell them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You might light that whole fucking ship on fire with that Tortuga smell. Yeah, just, yeah, no, I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, like wood, wood ship, wood ship. Yeah. You get, you get the, <laughs> yeah, well, hello. <laughs> you, get the, you get the Tortuga scene, which is always a fun pirate scene. You get the guy getting hung. Uh, you know, it's just another set piece for a pirate. Oh, we got to have another Tortuga scene where they hang the, mm-hmm. the guy from in the well and they pull him up and he's spitting water out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... From the ride, from the ride, which is yep, from the ride, yep. These yeah. things from the ride, which probably mean nothing to other people. I, th- I think it. They don't focus or relish on it too much. They just like to have these little pieces from from the ride. You, we meet Norrington there, um, mm-hmm. disgraced Norrington. That's still he's like still wearing his little hat, and it's like, come on, yeah. guy, take the hat off. You don't have to wear that hat. It's uniform, but it looks yeah, like shit. Yeah, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. in case you mm-hmm. forgot who he is. But uh, there's, <laughs> and then there's like a a pub brawl like a you know that's a fun pirate thing to do too like in the big fight in the you know and then while there's music music going on in the bar and you get thrown into the pig pen and oh yeah we're in pirate land now baby uh and we're in tortuga because we're trying to recruit people to 100 souls in three 100 souls Yeah. yeah okay which that's just like there's that one scene about that i'm like oh this is gonna be the rest of the movie is them just trying to like collect corral fucking souls for davy jones for three days like i remember seeing i hadn't seen this for the first time in the movie theaters being like wow Uh, is this this where this movie's going like fuck and then they just have that one scene of like signing people up and then it just kind of yeah they're not going to do that anymore at a certain point (laughs) they're just going to go straight into the heart yeah because that's that's what jack knows but he still goes along with it that all of that is really kind of convoluted and then he comes up with the idea to go to uh what's her face telma Mm -hmm. i don't know what's bond i think he's just looking for help of how to deal with the sick to learn more about like davy jones and where he like where he keeps the chest and like she provides clues on like here's the island where you need Mm -hmm. to go like that's and the dirt, dirt, which is uh, provides some community. I got classic, classic. <laughs> and then you got, and then this whole movie just as another thing. You got Gibbs, who's a great, great guy. Like I love great that guy. as an actor, and like I love him in all these movies. Like he's known for I don't know if like anything. All these other actors have been in other things. This is as far as I'm concerned the Gibbs series, it the is. Gibbs, <laughs> the Gibbs saga. But one thing that he provides <laughs> for this movie is. uh He's he's exposition man, and it's it's yes. like one thing like where it comes off very like unnatural in other movies where it's like, oh, there's this person that we got to go to to save this, and it's like, oh, here we go exposition. But the way right. he does it, it's like there's an it's old story about yeah, and uh-huh. Jones, and there's an old thing, and like, oh, you never, and it's like because it, he's we, established that in his role on the ship, so it's just so yeah. natural mm-hmm. when you could just totally see like right before the scene cuts to him, they came to him and they say like, what's the black spot or what's Davy Jones or like, where are we? Like, what are we doing? And he's like, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. We're going <laughs> settle an old score with Davy Jones, you know, Never, like, West but yeah, I feel, so I feel like that was all the right. The producers were coming in and Gibbs represent the writing team for the pirates movie. And they're like, oh, wait, what are we doing? And like, okay, so this is what we're going to do for pirates. Dead man's chest. Number two, there's going to be a bayou, And we're going to go. And they're like, okay, so why? And then, then 
Will Turner represents the producers and just kind of like, wait, what's going on? Why are we doing this? We're like, okay, oh, all right, whatever you say, as long as you get me money and we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. Uh, but th- I mean, the introduction to this character, she's a great character in this movie. The next world's end, they go in a very Naomi Harris. Wild. Yeah. Naomi Harris, yeah. Different direction. Mm-hmm. The next movie, but she's I've fucking awesome. Yeah. In this movie. I think this is her breakout. She's great. Yeah. yeah. She's, mm-hmm, they got the, mm-hmm. she's, I don't know her teeth and the way everything's made up that they go through the whole blue bayou uh, sort of scene where they, like Love the that. ambient mm-hmm. noise in that is fucking perfect. Uh-huh. It sounds yeah, just yeah, like throw, the fucking throw back ride. to the ride. Yep. Yep. You're like little, like crickets and it's all that shit. And, and they're going through yeah. the slow boats. You get a funny little thing of like, stay with the boat, stay with the boat, mind the boat, mind the boat. And then the bird tells the guy to mind the boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Cotton. Boat. Ah, Mr. Cotton. See, yeah. yeah, they bring back the Mr. Cotton, um, the the one guy, the little person that that's really great. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, just like the crew from from the the first one, which is nice to see see familiar mm-hmm. faces. Of course, Gibbs. Um, so he gets the jar of dirt. Uh, you're in love. To Will Turner, it's like, oh, they're in love. Oh, uh, that's that's like a thing that's just people like ascribe meaning to people who are in love and like to davy jones i guess it's a big deal there oh he's yep. in love with a girl um and then uh they was in love with the sea they this and kind of like yeah. gets mm-hmm. the compass working again he gets a jar of dirt to, and then the does the compass oh, what is oh, no he gives the he gives the compass so he gives the compass to uh, elizabeth because mm-hmm. because when she yes. goes captain jack sparrow does not know what he wants yes. and yes. so then ultimately then she's like okay well i'm gonna give it to elizabeth and then all of a sudden she gets like a finite heading after that and then that's yeah. what takes them to the island that's, yeah, that's kind of complicated as well where they're like <laughs> oh, they, they give agreed. her the compass and they're like you want will turner and then jack sparrow's like but you want Will Turner by going to get the heart of Davy Jones. Don't forget that. Like, Don't forget to yeah. think about that. <laughs> and she's yeah, like, and okay, like now I'm thinking about that. Away. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where the compass was so like, I don't know, finicky and pure. And like, it, it was like, you really have to know what you want and here. It's just like, you got it. Think of that. Okay, cool. And then in the compass rules kind of just get a little shifty, especially even yeah. in the first one where it's like, I don't know, all of a sudden it's like, it's what you want. It's not the, treasure of the you know the original first one it's like now we're changing the fucking rules of aztec the compass treasure. to the aztec mm-hmm. treasure yeah which mm-hmm. ben it's like i don't care about any aztec treasure as if i'm supposed to know about that and know that yeah. the compass is he knows how what which yeah how does he know, like and the then all of a sudden movie. like yeah everybody <laughs> yeah because it like no one believed in this aztec gold like right like no one's like oh and no one knew what the, they're, they're just like no, oh that no, compass doesn't yeah. work and then, yeah, mm-hmm. like this guy in the East India Trading Company all of a sudden knows like, okay, Davy Jones is real. His heart's out of his chest inside <laughs> this box. I can control him if I control his heart. And the Aztec gold, and I want that because I know what happened to the crew of the Black Pearl. So like, Holy. I just want the heart of a dead man, like a, an immortal being who cut out his own heart because he got his heart broken. He's Are you following me, Miss One? Go give me the goddamn chest. Give me the chest. <laughs> He, him too. like it's one thing if jack sparrow knows all that stuff but yeah bennett has a real knowledge for like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like, for being like upper crust it's lord bennett now there he is. <laughs> oh yes oh you brought me the key i've got you something better better yeah that drops the heart the thump thump oh where's the thump thump where's uh, the thump thump god where where are we so yeah the kraken being the first kraken battle 
Um, those that crew gets fucking sliced up and thrown Rex. overboard. Mm-hmm. Um, we get this. Uh, everyone meets at the beach for, uh, where the chest is. We can just kind of like everyone kind of congregates. Rendezvous there um, yeah. because they all. Elizabeth Swan has the compass, and then Will Turner is on the Flying Dutchman, and he like jumps off or whatever. Like when they get close. <laughs> And he just rolls up and he's all wet. He's like, and I'm here too. I'm the hero of the story. And he just like, he plays like, I don't know. He just plays the hero. Like he can play a hero, I guess. So like a dumb, dumb hero. Um, and I like the Mexican standoff over the chest of like digging for a thing of treasure. They're like a pirate movie. They're fucking, they're digging for some, some the dead men's chest, some treasure. And then they have a Mexican standoff with some swords. And then they have this big battle. It might go on a little long, like the cannibal stuff, but uh i like yeah i like uh i like the idea of it and i like how uh it it works out but yeah i think running to that uh i think it could have ended with okay if you're gonna run to this fucking building that's way off the beach inland he's just like we gotta run over there to have the big battle at a cooler spot (laughs) let's go run over here right i didn't even realize that there was such a such so much there because right. like the way the way that it was presented originally it is it seemed like a like a, a tiny little like strip a, of land yeah a, like a sandbar mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like oh my god there's like ruins, ruins of, like, <laughs> like a full, yeah full population that lived on this and it's like they also had like and just we're at the mill and no one left the mill right because there's no other signs of sin. yeah it could have ended there or even on the beach, you got Elizabeth Swan essentially in the most pure form offering fucking nothing to the the movie or her character just mm-hmm. offering nothing besides like, everyone stop fighting! Why is everyone I know, fighting? Right. I, everyone stop! Out of the heat! I know, and she's like, she I'm gonna, this, like oh, didn't work. One. Yeah. Uh, I really did love that there was almost this ring around the rosy moment when they were doing their standoff where all three, the three people were just like, ah, and they're like kind of running around in a circle. Yeah, dude. <laughs> they're like, ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Choreography was pretty fun. And then once they get wrapped up in a windmill and start rolling down the fucking jungle, then it's like, okay, oh we my. can, we can calm down. Right, the yeah, and then it just, yeah. Then it just kept building beyond that. And then you think, mm-hmm. okay, they can't go any bigger than this. It's like, what if the crew of Davy Jones then comes in at the same time? And they're like battling because they're like going over the chest, but the key, the heart is no longer in the oh chest. It's God. with Commodore Norrington or Jack Sparrow put it in the thing. And then it almost got to where like this scene felt kind of like if you ever go to like baseball games or sports games where they show in the Jumbotron, like the three different hats and they put the ball in one and then they like oh, mix yeah, them yeah, all yeah. around really quickly. <laughs> That's kind of what this felt like because you were trying to like follow uh-huh. along with, okay, who's got the heart now? Where's the chest? What's going on with this? And like, okay, they're still fighting. The crew's still here. Who's got it? And then all of a sudden, after all of that, they find this island must just be like a giant circle because then they just arrive <laughs> back on the beach where it all started, still swashbuckling and fighting into Brandon <laughs> Airport. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're pirates. <laughs> oh my god yeah and then because there's also a lot of jungle stuff with the two mm-hmm. like henchmen guys where they you know have the oh. chest and they're getting chased and that there's that they are also in the mix as well because i don't know where they think they're going like they just oh because right? it's just it's gonna get them gold and that's all they care about is they want right. gold and it's so they are gonna steal it and 
And then they fight Elizabeth for it. And then like Elizabeth somehow knows how to sword fight. Sorry, Brandon, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, it, it just keeps going on and on is all I would say is like, yeah, mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. it ends up being, you know, seemingly like, God, I don't know, guys, like 15, 20 minutes. It's, just- yeah, it's a big, big portion of it. And I, there is you mentioned Kira or like Elizabeth Swan uh, sword fighting. I did like that little idea. Yeah. of there was. Three people, two swords. You guys seen that Fair. video online? Fair. Three people, two swords. <laughs> no, no. Pretty wild. There's a couple of different other kind of videos, but like not, not three people, two swords. It's pretty wild. But anyways, <laughs> they got three people, two swords, and they're constantly like, "You take the sword, you take the sword," and they're like doing little spins around and like uh, doing battles with the two swords with the sea creature people. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. That was like a fun, fun idea. And then also like the two funny pirate guys, like looking at the whole situation being like, oh, we should like alleviate them of their temptation and get ourselves involved in the mix. And they, and they, I don't know, just how they commentate on everything going on makes it, makes it funny. Uh, but yeah, Brian, you, you, uh, you wrapped up that, that scene very well. We, we don't, we can't, we get the idea that Commodore Norrington did something with the heart. We see him run with the chest, chest is empty. And then. That's where you get the conch shell head guy uh, and them walking away with the chest, thinking that they got the heart. Little do they know that Norrington brings the heart over to Bennett um, and you get the thump thump on the on the desk. And that's kind of where that is left. The Norrington Bennett uh, Mm -hmm. characters are left there where Norrington is, is, you know, promised this whatever acquittal and promotion and. Bennett is uh, the new king of the ocean, baby. Call him Poseidon, yeah. why don't you? Uh, that be he like picks up the heart <laughs> yeah. and just like starts forming into like an, a new octopus man or something. I don't know. He gets uh, three feet taller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's possible in this movie. Uh, so yeah, they, that's where they get left off, and then there's the second uh, big kraken battle. Show them, show them, what is it, the three, like, Gatling gun cannon things when they're chasing oh, them? Oh, yeah. That was pretty yeah. fucking cool. That was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, show then, them the three cannons or something to that effect. And yeah, that's like, true. And, and it's got a mouth. Show them. You show them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That ship is so sick. It's got like uh-huh. a thing on the front and it goes underwater. Mm-hmm. There was this uh, scene where oh, yeah, when really, they just... like from the oh, captain. Oh, when it like, goes underwater? Like, it goes oh, underwater. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is so cool. That scene was fucking awesome. It was like the black pearl seems so cool in the first one. Like, oh, black sails. That's crazy. Let's see that. And and, and all the skeletons, skeletons, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, it's a cooler ship, cooler creatures, and I don't know, pretty badass villain too. Even though you get a f- big fat tease of Barbosa in this fucking movie, um, f- for however you feel about that, well, we can talk about it. We can uh, first talk about anything to do with this Kraken scene. We talked about the suction cup parts coming up was so cool. Um, I I really hated Will Turner being like. If we can outrun them, then we can surely turn around and fight them. It's like, motherfucker, that's a stupid idea. What are you talking about? Just what? Like they, away, they made well. it such a big deal. Turn starboard, get away from the cannons, run away. They get a good distance away. Like, okay, we got the wind on our side. And we'll turn is like, let's turn around and fight. I want to beat them for my daddy. Shut up. Well, yeah. do you forget that the Kraken is Baby coming after you? Her. Like, 
Oh my god, <laughs> baby bootstrap, baby bootstrap. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, he's like, no, let's slow down. And he's like, are we giving up, Captain? <laughs> no, we're not giving up. We're gonna no. We're gonna do that little uh, plunk down into the the ocean and call our Kraken friend. And then it comes up and is like three times it like attacks them once they like fend it off with some cannon attacks i think and then they're like oh yeah it's gonna come back and then they fend it off with the another thing that happens is will turner's like has this idea doesn't Mm -hmm. express the idea to elizabeth swan at all he does this a lot he has ideas he doesn't tell anybody what's actually going on (laughs) but he just fucking does it (laughs) fucking baby bootstrap that guy yeah, but then we'll like Elizabeth like just gets it. She he's like, don't shoot until I tell like until I'm clear or something. She's like, got it. So you're gonna go downstairs. You're gonna wrap up a bunch of explosives. You're gonna raise it up. Wait for the kraken to wrap its arms around it, and I'm gonna call attention to it. So I'm gonna be standing up the whole time. Then I'm gonna fall, and then I want you to shoot one of those barrels at the exact pre- precise moment. Got it. Any no, questions? Expert. Any questions? No. He doesn't say any of that. He's just like, wait you for. You got it with my flanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's so annoying right. to me. You know what we you know what we get a, a good little joke and see uh you know moment of is that we only have six barrels of gunpowder and then they have oh, that whole yes. thing about the rom. And they're like, like, that's a good moment. Even Gibbs is like, oh fuck. but he's like, ooh, I don't know about the rum. Yeah, that's the I need to rather die drunk personally. Uh, this is Into like, the what is this like Everclear level 150, 151 level? Like that it's mm. flammable. Like how fucking strong is this rum? Brian was just telling me about this. Tell him about the is rum flammable. Rough. Oh, so well, long story short, and I can get into the, the full story at another time. I know we're strapped for time, but yeah. uh, bootstrap. <laughs> <We're> bootstrap. <laughs> that's, that's fucking fantastic. I love that. <laughs> um, okay, so alcohol proofing actually came to be because of rum. So oh. like the actual concept of measuring the intensity of alcohol. And it was established actually by oh. the British Navy a long time ago because the British Navy had something that was called the Daily Tot, T-O-T, which was basically your daily rum ration. So mm-hmm. every day, believe it or not, for like three, 400 years, if you were a member of the Royal Navy, you were given a pint of rum a day a pint so like a big old pint glass oh fuck like in the words of lord of the rings it comes in pints but yeah <laughs> man it, ultimately like it used to be really really intense so there's something called navy strength rum which navy strength rum is 57 percent or 114 proof and what they would do to make sure that it was up to the standards of being able to be drunk by fuck. british sailors is they would pour the rum over gunpowder and then ignite the gunpowder oh, and if it burned in a certain hue they knew that it was navy strength Wow. So that was like the initial concept of proofing out alcohol. And then over time, like it became a big thing to where like the British, uh, the British powers that be realized, yeah, we probably <laughs> shouldn't have people being shit faced. Cause when you're on a wooden ship, it's like, okay, whatever substances. Oh, for sure. And then I, and then it became into like the 21st century when you had to operate like computers and like really intense things. And so uh, ultimately yeah. like a sad day for any British sailor, <sighs> was what's called Black Top Day, which was like January 31st, I think 1970, 1971, when they decommissioned rum rations. Not that long ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) And they like did random things. They tried to like cut it with water and lime, which ultimately was like the world's first cocktail, which was called Grog. 
So, Whoa. but yeah, it's fascinating. There's so many like random, like fun, fun facts like that. God, I'm Thanks so for happy. Uh, teeing me up, Brandon. Dude, I'm so happy yeah, uh, you're on this podcast. I'm so glad we uh, we got you. I I know I know uh, you got better things to do. You're you're very very high profile <laughs> guest we got here. I'm, oh <laughs> God, get out of here with that. You are very special, Lord Lord Brian. <laughs> Lord Brian, it's Lord, Lord Brian. now. It's Lord now. It's Lord now. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, mm. You just drop one of those in Disney movie. It's Lord. Bitch. I wish. I always wish they had in the first one when like Captain Jack, when like Barbosa goes, how did you get off the island? And I really wish beyond all things that Captain Jack would have gone, when you stranded me on that godforsaken island, you forgot what very, very important thing, mate. Captain Jack Sparrow. Bitch. If ever there was like a time to drop a bitch, like that would have been it. I would have loved that. And it's PG 13. Disney yeah. could have gotten away with oh, it. God. I almost like want a segment on the show now where we like place one fuck in the movie and see where it's like <laughs> a pair of fucking oh. sea turtles. I don't know. Fucking sea turtles. <laughs> or just like right when at the end when Elizabeth is leaving Jack Sparrow, he's like fucking pirate. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many there's so many possibilities um so yeah big big crack and battle the second the second one of the movie it's pretty pretty effective but there's just like the three like it's oh we've only made it angry with that second bullet in the explosive uh net thing it's like oh it's only angry again so everyone escapes off the ship jack sparrow's taking a nice last look around at his baby black pearl he's gotta say bye to um elizabeth lays some heavy moves on him. They, they have a max sesh and, uh, gets a little kinky guys. She pulls out the handcuffs. Handcuffs. Mm -hmm. There could have been a joke there for, for Jack Sparrow. I mean, something like, Ooh, kinky. I don't I'm know. always into bondage love or something. Yeah, like there we go. You know, he would have said something like that. Yeah. Even if he's about right. to die, who fucking he's, he's cheeky enough to do that. Um, and then, yeah, the crew is very, blase kind of i feel like I, they're they're kind of a little sad but they're like wait where's jack and she's like oh he's gonna stay behind and give us give us a better chance they're like well, okay huh. cool. all right fine yeah. okay uh -huh. no like follow-up question she's like let go of the rope already you're like jeez don't want it fine don't want to don't want to make you mad god we'll let a man die which, as long as you don't get mad yeah which is so incredibly out of character for the care you know so it just is so like self-serving yeah gives a yeah oh yeah it's like, just how everybody's been built up to like really focus on yeah like being loyal to jack supporting him like having having jack's back so to speak and then all of a sudden to, uh to be like okay well yep fuck him because the next yeah. scene is kind of unearned because they're all sitting there like, fuck, man, we fucking miss Jack. I we know. love Jack so much and we want him back. And she's like, there's a way that everyone's like, oh, I couldn't I could do anything to just have Jack back. I mean, I wouldn't like go up a ladder to check on the ship and see if he's OK before I left to to escape a Kraken. But I do like almost anything uh -huh. else. Anything else. Go to the end of the Maybe world. End of the world. Oh, they dropped that line right at the end. We're going to call the movie that. Ooh. They actually said that movie line. Oh, it's fun. Um, and then yeah. they could have oh, just left, a, this could have been the end credit scene. They could have fucking left it as a teaser of like, ooh, what that monkey's looking at that boot. That's gotta mean something. Right, I, right. I almost would have I just would have appreciated that 
better to end the movie on just like, yeah, baby, we got Barbosa back. Get ready, pirate heads. We're bringing them all back, baby. This is gonna be this is gonna be a blast. And the third one is just like, ah, uh, so fucking Jack's dead. Will and fucking Elizabeth are pissed at each other and. Barbosa's well, back? Like, I don't know. It's like, what this is the end of this movie is, is like an ellipsis. I mean, it's, mm. it's, it's pretty anticlimactic, right? Because again, Kinda. like the whole kiss, because like Will doesn't have context, but sees the kiss between yeah. uh, Elizabeth and, and Jack Sparrow. And then like, without, like, again, like that in and of itself felt very manufactured. And mm-hmm. so like, there's the created tension there. And then everybody's mourning his loss, which James, you said painted very eloquently of like, you could have done anything to save him, but now we're mourning him. And then after that, it's like, okay, well, yeah, like we'll do whatever it takes to get it back. And then the really weird curveball, which I guess kind of like if we accept that like Davy Jones was living without a heart and like is immortal, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. And then Barbosa comes back, but like even Barbosa coming back, it kind of felt like, you know, with the new Star Wars trilogy, where it was just, we need to get the band oh, back yeah. together and regurgitate the exact same mm. characters rather than expanding out into other other realms or other possibilities. Return somehow. I, we don't know how he oh, did. Dude, don't get me fucking started about <laughs> fucking <Right>. Palpatine. <laughs> Or it's like Lando at the Coachella planet. Like all of a sudden he just happens to oh, be yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, because I'm going to ferry you to the next, you know. You must be my daughter. Planet. I know it's a big huh? universe, but damn it. Damn. I think you're my daughter. <laughs> it's like that's Bootstrap Bill in this one. It's like, wait a minute. You have the same name as me. You look familiar. Are you're you my, my son? fucking yeah. son. That's crazy. How We're on the same ship right now. That's so funny. And how would he recognize him? Because he didn't see his kid. The last time he saw his son, he was a child, yeah. right? Like on the on yeah. the like raft, like floating, yeah. like floating. Presumably, by. yeah. And like outside of that, anyways, that's a whole separate can of worms. Yeah, yeah. whole separate can of worms. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we we end the movie, and I agree. Yeah, very weird situation with with every yeah everybody kind of involved and. I don't know. I like Barbosa. I like Jeffrey Rush. Oh, yeah, think, sure. You know, he he's a fucking like, badass. I'm, oh, yes, I, he is. You know, so I would just push back. I don't blame him like, kind of for like was, wanting to yeah, bring it back. Yeah. I, I'm excited about it. I'm just seeing the timing. It was like that's the movie was ending on an ellipsis. They were looking at it as an exclamation mark. But to me, it was more of an ellipsis of like, oh, that takes away some of the meaning of this movie a bit. But I guess it's like, no, they they know it's going to be at least a trilogy at this point. So they're like, let's just set, set it up for, for what we're going to, for yeah. what we're going to do next time. Um, which fair. we will be getting into next week, but for now, um, I'm down to wrap up our discussion of this yeah. and move on to, uh, the polarizing reviews. Yes. Um, before I do that, if you guys don't mind, I'm just going to take a quick bathroom break and I will be right back. All right, we are back. Ahoy, ahoy. Uh, everyone out there, we're going to move on to polarizing reviews for Dead Man's Chest. We have a 53% score on the critic side. Let's see what some of the lower scores have to say. That's not like, it seems like they were middling. They didn't hate it. But the rules here are, if it's run on one side and fresh on the other, then baby, we're going to talk about it. And it's polarizing. And uh, let's start with Entertainment Weekly. Le- Lisa Schwartzbaum 
She says, yes, indeed, Pirates 2.0 is a theme ride. If by ride you mean a hellish contraption into a which into which a, a ticket holder is strapped, overstimulated, but unsatisfied and unable to disengage until the operator releases the restraining harness. A hellish wow. contraption is how she describes this movie. I don't know if I there's certain movies I don't like. I don't know if I'd ever describe a movie as a hellish contraption. <laughs> maybe a, I don't know. Maybe like a you Marvel know, movie I really didn't like or something. Or like the my mind went to like watching like The Conjuring or something like terrifying. Yeah. Oh, that I would be like movies. a hellish yeah. contraption. Like that's more like a positive way though. Fair. Yeah, fair. I mean because the, yeah, because that's what they're going. <laughs> that's what they're going for. Yeah. <laughs> so not, not like, like an unexpected hellish contraption. I saw fair. Daddy Daycare and it was a hellish <laughs> contraption <laughs> of a good time. <laughs> 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 that's how I should have described, uh, or how you should have described. Uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> Do not get me started, my good sir. Um, if it makes you feel any better, I watched Mr. Deeds recently and had a great time. So it it, it reminded yeah. me of my love for uh for the Sandman. I mean, it's not my favorite one of his, but damn it, he's a nice he's a guy, guy in that movie. He's just a nice guy. He's he's not so nice in Chuck and Larry. Let's not get into it. Uh, where am I? Let's go to the Boston Globe. Uh, from Ty Burr. A noisy and lazy stopgap movie that goes absolutely nowhere and takes two and a half hours to get there. Blam! Slam, slam! Slam, slam, slam! Tiber. LA Weekly, Scott Foundus says, infernally boring for much of its running time. And then just as the pulse starts to quicken, to be continued. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of mm. themes about hellacious landscapes and hell in general here. That's what Maybe I'm getting. Maybe that's what like they're, yeah. The critics are trying to be a little, little punny. I don't know. Hey, that's, that's my favorite part of reading these reviews. I haven't, I haven't, that was the closest, I guess, is maybe, yeah, it's a theme ride. It's not a theme ride. It's a hellish contraption, but I'm looking for like, this movie never sets sail. Yeah. Where's that review? They forgot to lift anchor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where are the nautical puns, people? Come, <laughs> Come on, on, baby. I'm, Come on. Looks like their compass lost its way as well. Uh, yeah. Some <laughs> shit. Who fucking... I don't know. Uh, from Slate, Dana Stevens says, no. the, the effects are breathtaking and much of the action is choreographed with energy and wit. A chase sequence on a cliff uses visual gags that defy the laws of physics, wily coyote style. But all of these moments bob on the film's slick surface like so much flotsam. There's some. Hey, flotsam. There you go. Without a beating heart at its center, this chest feels empty Boom. indeed. Boom! Zing, zing, zing. zing! zing! Zing, 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 zing! <laughs> yes! That's uh, why you come to those critic reviews. God, Let's go. That was exhilarating for me. Um, <laughs> let's go to the Washington Post from Dessen Thompson. What do we want in a sequel? Just a little taste of the original or a triple serving piled high? Dead Man's Chest opts for the latter. This Disney movie isn't a follow-up to the first Pirates of the Caribbean so much as its empty calorie clone. Oh. Bitch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> uh, hmm. Let's do maybe like, wonder, yeah, let's do like maybe two more. Um, from Variety, Todd McCarthy says, God. 
There is a sense of bloat, and where do we go from here? Aimlessness to this unconscious, unconscious, uh, unconsciously, can't say that word today, protracted undertaking. I'm going to say that again. There's a sense of bloat, and where do we go from here? Aimlessness to this unconscionably protracted undertaking. Nice. I tried. It was still like. Was I mean, just, you got the constable, but then it, then it dragged down the, the word after. Okay, take three. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. Okay, okay take we got three. it. No, we, we, we no, got Brandini, I can do it again. I'll do it good. I promise. <laughs> no, we got to go. Bootstrap Brandini. <laughs> Bootstrap Brandini. <laughs> Come on, bootstrap, Brandini. <laughs> oh, I'm loving the start of the series is giving me nicknames because then it's just now we got some fodder for the subsequent ones where we got Breezy Brandini and Bootstrap Brandini all all, all lined up and ready to rock. One and the same, well, but like a yeah. Who knows gonna who knows who's gonna come out? I mean, but we got your pirate version, so that's gonna bootstrap Brandini is gonna be uh, with us for the series. <laughs> I hope. I'll do uh, last one from L.A. Times from Karina Chicano intermittently fun and high spirited dead man's chest sags under the weight of its own running time. Mm. I mean, that would have been a perfect time to say something like, and this movie dragged me down to the depths. Come oh, on, people. Exactly. Come, on. Come on. Get us in there. We'll punch you up. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Boo. Boo. We rate, we rating your review. It's not, not good. Um, God, this is a long one, but it seems pretty fun. I, I, if, if it gets too much, I'll, I'll skip around a bit, but I'm going to, I'm going to start and we'll see where it goes. Uh, from Paulina, this is the audience side, five stars. They gave it, uh, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Paulina, uh, her review is titled, he sent me Davy Jones. She says, I am sheer con. Davy Jones, captain of the Flying Dutchman, sent me to write this review for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Whoa, okay. Okay, okay. One of the best Pirates of the Caribbean movies of all time, this film is in my book of definitions, fits the term classic. As a sequel to 2003's Curse of the Black Pearl, this proves itself to be better than the original. More fun, more humor, more action. A super hardcore sea villain. A tribe full of hungry yet stupid cannibals. A disastrous sea monster, and of course, what makes every pirate's film entertaining and awesome are Captain Jack Sparrow's, portrayed by the ever stunning actor Johnny Depp, mischievous and hilarious stunts and antics. And then kind of goes on to do like kind of like the classic film synopsis of just explains um, everything in the movie. But I'll kind of go on classic. to, yeah, pretty much like, <laughs> oh, and so this is what happens in the movie. This is what a review is like. Just a journeyman critic. <laughs> Just filling in her resume with just detailing the plot. That is how <laughs> I review movies. Uh, I'll do this last little bit from the same review just to finish it off. Their final thoughts. They go on to say, the Pirates of the Caribbean series is sadly a devalued series that gets a lot of backlash and hate from others who say it's too silly, over the top, repetitive as the series progresses. While it may be true, it's still awesome. <laughs> wow, well, yeah. just gave into <laughs> no, all that. Okay. Why does yeah. it, why does everything have to be taken so seriously with America and film? This obviously wouldn't be a film worthy of the Oscars, although I would nominate it for a lot of things. But it is worthy to be called a legendary movie to a legendary franchise. This is the second best Pirates film right after the fourth one, which is my favorite out of all of them. Wow. Whoa. So what is the first? Okay. The delivery was on time and ready for the whole family to view. 
One awesome thing about the Blu-ray menu for this movie is it has a cool sequence with a living, breathing, talking skull that tells you what destiny lays ahead for you as you prepare to watch the film. Oh, man. I do miss Blu-ray menus now. Shit. (laughs) This is the end of my review. Until next time, I will soon be reviewing the third Pirates film at World's End. So stay tuned, me hearties. So we gotta get back with Paul. She announced. Oh, she announced this is the end of my review. Yeah, God, that She's is about so to good. Set sail. That is so good. I'm setting sale. She. It kind of works for me because I will try to find her review for of At World's End next week, and we'll see oh, where God. she ranks that on. This. So it seems to be four, and then two. So I'm wondering where. Well, she's going to have one at the very end. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to go Whoa. like three, then one. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, I'll go on to uh, Oceans 51 (laughs) titled Great Movie five stars our whole family and friends enjoyed this movie our oldest likes this one the best I personally never watched any of these movies until just recently and after watching the first one all the way through I was excited to watch this one they're not movies that I would personally seek out but I'm glad I gave them the chance (laughs) give it a chance and you love to you love to hear it very Mm -hmm. honest yeah like (laughs) prove me wrong um, I'm not going out of my way to watch anything, but if somebody <laughs> told me to watch it, then okay. This movie happened to me. <laughs> this movie happened to me, and you know what? I'm okay with it's it. All right. Um, <laughs> from a Menopee titled Not Much Rum, but Lots of Fun. Five stars. Ah, my favorite of the three original movies. Very, very, very mild spoilers below. Nothing you wouldn't find in the IMDb description. Thank you. Dead Man's Chest once again chronicles the adventures of Elizabeth Swan, Will Turner, blah, blah, blah. And kind of just a little bit of the synopsis, but it goes on to say that the people who get in depth with the series know that Davy agreed to raise the Black Pearl, then known as the, the Wicked Wench, in exchange for 100 years of service after Jack had been captain for 13 years. Okay, this is this is really synop- synopsis. There it is. I'm going to go to the last review. paragraph again. Uh, they go on. I tend to sympathize with the anti-hero villain, you say? Bah. And I can't help but adore Davy Jones. Because of the character or because of Bill Nye's fantastic acting? A little of both, undoubtedly. Jack's wacky attitude is endearing as usual. And come on, Will Turner's swashbuckling as well as his drive to free his father is so passionate. It's hard not to swoon a little. Even if you, like me, came for the pirates, not for the romance. Definitely a worthy sequel. It's really something that I enjoy when somebody writes and you can, like, see them shrugging. (laughs) 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 The words, like, you're like, (laughs) Just elicits that image of them, like, you know, hey. (laughs) You know, they're, like, sitting at the keyboard, like, pausing, like, I don't need to fucking be writer's block about this. I'm just going to keep whatever. I'm going to say the next thing. <laughs> it's like me trying to come up with the text. Maybe um, let's go to Milka. Maybe like one or two more uh, five stars titled a great second installment. I'll be upfront. I don't watch these pirate films to follow the story. In fact, I'm not even sure what the ongoing and story in- entails. Something about a compass and a chest with a heart in it. And anyway, I own all. This isn't one of those moments, Brandon. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I own all three of these films for the sheer pleasure. They did an anu- They did a dot. Are, the, are these people being like <laughs> under a gun? Like, why are you writing anyway? You have all the time in the world. <laughs> it seems like they're in a rush. Yeah. It seems like they're about to fall asleep after watching the two and a half hour movie. They're like, 
Uh, just do this before my ship setting sail. I gotta get out of here. So, anyways, <laughs> we're casting off. Um, so, anyway, I own all three of these films for the sheer pleasure of watching the gritty, colorful, amazing characters jostle and run through their escapades. Not one actor jostle. That's <laughs> excellent. Through their escapades. La, 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 la. You guys ever just jostle, jostle through an escapade? I love it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, they go on to say, not one actor is miscast or out of place, which is rare nowadays in film. In this particular installment, the best, wow. the best scenes <laughs> for me. To, yeah, 2008 was written. <laughs> yeah, was cast poorly, usually. <laughs> uh, in this particular. Big casting stop. <laughs> uh, in this particular installment, the best scenes for me take place in the jungle amongst cannibals, providing for some amazing stunts and lighthearted comic relief. Oh. Be sure to wait until all the credits have rolled. At the end of the credits, you get to see what happened to the dog. They would. They would. If, if that was their favorite scene, they would like that. Yep. They're like, I, that's what it <laughs> takes is someone in the Amazon reviews to give someone the heads up. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I'm, I feel I feel pretty set about some of the audience feelings. You guys have anything to say about the polarizing nature? I mean, for me, it seems like uh, the the second one, it's like, People, the critics in some of these sequels get what they their fill from the first one. The second one comes out, they start to take notice of like these repeat jokes, repeat ideas. They see them going in in directions that aren't worthwhile in terms of the action. I think was was bloated to them and the runtime of two and a half hours. Absolutely, um, mm-hmm. I think was how I would kind of summarize some of those critics' reviews. And the audience just seems seems to still be on board uh for there we for, for the action and f- thank you yeah, and they want to they want to <laughs> set sail with pirates too and uh they are are back for more they like the villain they like the sea creatures they like sexy johnny depp some of them say um and even yeah sexy orlando bloom you got some hunks um, I mean, we didn't even talk about that. I mean, Kira Knightley had a huge crush on too, but I mean, her performance, I mean, does she have a natural underbite where she's like, I want to tell you something. Mr. Yeah, she does. Um, but I got off, of, got- I, I got off of my question. Uh, if you guys have any ideas on, on the polarizing nature of it, otherwise, no, we'll I mean, to final I, thoughts. I, I, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like you know, what you said, and we'll talk about, it, I'm sure in final thoughts of like, you know, the critics aren't going to like this because it just is so like, it's a big budget action movie, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the action sequences, sequences are going to be really long and seem like somebody dropped an anchor and weighted oh. this thing down and it's, it stopped things from really progressing. You have very little character development. And we talked about, you know, Kira Knightley not really having a whole lot to do in this and mm-hmm. kind of being like, what, what is she about? So like those kind of things are typically what critics would gravitate towards is like you know character development uh interesting plot and things like that so yeah no but audiences especially this is a disney movie that really is appealing to an age demo of like i don't know eight years old to 16 or whatever years old so like you know obviously they love it and then i think there's going to be a heart you know their fondness for this if they write reviews then yeah it's going to contribute to just yeah people enjoying an action movie and that's why it yeah, I get why it's polarized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and to to kind of uh, piggyback on what you guys are saying, I think it's critics often want to that they, they gush over movies like 
Chinatown. And don't get me wrong, Chinatown is one of the best movies Chinatown's ever, but it yeah. has to like, it has to like, for them, it has to follow a certain pace and the characters have to do this. Mm-hmm. And then like, it has to fall into this little formula. And like, like you're saying, Brandon, Disney is not known for these really epic, you know, all like critic acclaimed movies. Absolutely. They are catering towards entertaining movies. Yeah. That just allow people to come in and they give you a full broadside of swashbuckling <laughs> and action and fun and jokes and lightheartedness. And that's what this movie is. And so I think a lot of people like the regular folks that go to the movies, they just want to go and escape and just watch Jack be an idiot and like watch people do some sword fighting and see some sea creatures and like get their fill of pirates and cannons and, you know, booty and everything like that. And then whereas the critics are like, oh my God, like this is just one, one vignette after another. And I just hate everything about this. Like most critics think like, seem like the guy from Ratatouille, like the food critic. That's what I think (laughs) of when I think of critics where it's, never good enough so yeah that's what i think is polarizing critics always want this like masterpiece of pace and timing and like epic not even like epic as far as action but just like amazingly intense character development slow paced and etc and like anything with like budget and like action budget and explosions and like comedic relief isn't necessarily their cup of tea or it's cup of tea for a lot of people which is why this franchise has made i don't know the figure i would imagine hundreds of billions of dollars a bajillion dollars yeah a bajillion gajillion doubloons <laughs> yeah. and it's like i have to remind myself sometimes that oh yeah like i know we've already kind of mentioned it, but it's like this is a movie that's based on a ride ride and a yeah. fucking amusement a park amusement ride. ride like and there's feels what do you, like what do you have ride. to go on with that and it's like yeah, that first movie, I remember when they're like, they're it's making a Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and people were like, how? Or sorry, a movie. It's like, a movie. how are they going to do like, that? Yeah. And that was in the works, and they were talking about it, like, how are they f- going to fucking make a movie out of that ride? And then the first one was a big success, and it's like, oh, I guess we got to do more. Um, but that's, I almost want to remind critics of that, too. It's like, yeah, it's based on a ride, but they, to each their own, not not their cup of uh, East Sydney Training Company tea. Um, and, oh, yes. Uh, but you, you know, it is, it is, uh, it is what it is. And we will be joining, uh, we're going on the ride for the, the next one next week for now. Um, final thoughts and, uh, and we will do our own Rotten Tomatoes score. So I, I like to bring it to the guest. If uh, you have a yeah, preference over order, if you'd like to go first, second, uh, last in our, uh, review sandwich. You can be the bread or the meat or the bread or like last week, Kalo, our friend Kalo, he made a open face sandwich and uh, we got the meat and the cheese and then the bread. So, you know, you can be whatever you but want. Now I'm just hungry. So, I know, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to kick it off. So, um, it. yeah, I guess fi- final thoughts. So like a, a scale of like one to ten, I give this like one hundred percent, a hundred percent. Excuse me. I would give it like I'd give it like an 80, 85 because for me. If you go into it watching and understanding this is going to be a silly frivolity movie where there's going to be some swashbuckling, some comedic relief and some intense kind of moments as much as a Disney movie can get intense. It's a really enjoyable experience. And yeah, there's some plot holes and things like that, but you can nitpick even like some epic masterpieces of, oh, why didn't like Jake in Chinatown do this and this and this? And how did you not know why? And like, so yeah, eight out of 10 for me or 80, 85 percent. Uh, very enjoyable movie would watch again. I think it was a really nice. decent sequel. 
not like the best of all sure. sequels. I still think that that's Home Alone 2, and we can debate that until nice. the end of time. But um, ultimately, yeah, Home 85%. Alone Fuck yeah, dude. I love that one in New York. I watched that one more than the first. Yeah, same here. Same here. But still, enjoyable sequel. Um, it's always something that you can put on and just kind of tune out and enjoy the story. Another sequel I know you like that we've talked about on this podcast, uh, but I know you and I have talked about is Ace Ventura 2, which is a fucking... Oh my God, that's so much better than the first one, too. I know, yeah. it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I, lo- I love uh, I love it when that happens, and sequels kind of have that notoriety of being polarizing for for better or worse, I think. Some, some of them, it's hard to be successful in meeting everyone's needs and expectations. Uh, should I go ahead and continue on, Brandini? Do, would you like to go next? Yeah, no, go for it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I saw this movie a lot growing up. I had the DVD. I absolutely love the first one, to be honest. I've seen it so many times and even watching, I was going to watch it again before seeing the second one. I'm like, oh, I I already know this movie, like the back of my hand. I have a real thing for movies just like the mummy and, and this movie, like action adventure sort of movies that, um, yeah, like just have that element of adventure and characters that are having kind of a good time or they're like little, yeah, they can be little scamps or they have like, you know, they can be funny or whatever. A lot of those roles are being given to like the rock now, I guess nowadays is he's kind of being expected to do some, some movies like that. Um, yeah, but I, I, I like the, the elements that are at play here. Uh, so I would say the first one is better, but this one I think was successful. Um, in a lot of the the big moments and a lot of the overall presentation in terms of the villain, great villain, uh, and the sea creatures and a lot of time and money and effort was put towards creating those things and, and the ship and the Kraken and, and everything. And it was nice to see a movie that was given a blank check, essentially, really show all the money on the screen. And yes. I feel like I saw all the money on the screen and it was worth it. Uh, they were able to move along with the spirit of the first one. And it was still relatively fresh where it's kind of, I think we'll find out with these later ones. Uh, it gets a little story heavy and convoluted and, and with that, but this one is still introducing fun, new things and new characters. Like, uh, I think Ben is, is solid and, uh, Davy Jones and, uh, Naomi Harris is just, uh, you know, a great like standout breakout performance for her. Um, and my criticism criticisms would be, yeah, like that cannibal scene, cannibal scene was fun, but it was a little bloated. I think in that moment at the beginning of the movie, uh, where I think the reveal of Davy Jones was one of the most effective things, but maybe like a little bit earlier, it could have been nice, but that build up to him was, was cool too. Um, will, will, Turner and Elizabeth Swan, like, I don't know, their performances, their story and, and their, uh, motivations for doing so and constantly being duped by Jack was some of the stuff that like would bug me. Um, but in service of the action, I enjoyed the action for the most part. I enjoyed the adventure of it all. Just some of those things like lasted a bit too long in terms of action scenes and fight scenes. And man, that kind of blew my mind about the, you could just cut one of those Kraken scenes and nothing would have fucking changed is really, really uh, eye-opening and, and kind of funny to me. Um, so yeah, generally enjoyed it, and I'm sure this won't be the last time I watch it uh, either. And I'm going to go ahead and give it, let's go with a 72. Do a 72. 
Sol- nice. solid fun uh, action adventure movie, but I would I would recommend yeah that first one over over this one. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And I was just yeah, uh, and you know when thinking about the percentage that you would give this movie, you know, bringing up the first one is is a good you know something that you have to consider because like what would you give the first pirates movie because that is obviously like the prototype, the ideal version of this series because it just doesn't really get much better than the first one. And I was just thinking about that movie and I just watched it. Uh, I watched it leading leading into this and like it's not like that movie's a perfect movie. It's just a better version of this. So like in comparison to watching this movie, you know, you just go yeah a lot of it is like the 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 uh the first one being uh scaled down and allows you to just have you know more simple fun straightforwardness that i think lends itself well to just you can have these big action sequences that don't have to be you know are totally like character driven shit like you can have fun at the movie theater and i just uh, yeah i would be remiss to like lean too much into the critics perspective of it and go like well this movie is so bloated it's like shitty because of that you know and we also talked about some of the characters like i think and that's where I would start to get into like where my review for this movie is affected is, is like, how much do I really give a shit about Will Turner? How much do I give a shit about Elizabeth Swan? Not a lot, but man, I really do give a shit about a lot of the other people. I mean, we talked about like Davy Jones is so fucking cool. The flying, the Dutchman is such a cool ship. Like there's so many things in this movie that are fucking sweet and have aged pretty well. And you know, for the visual elements of it, like there was one moment that really, caught me too is like jack is inside captain's quarters of the black pearl and there's like green uh like a greenish water coming down on the outside and it reminded me so much of the ride of there was these parts in the ride where like rain and storms would just be like on a screen and it would just have these colors and then there was these things and there's so many visual elements to this movie that are like really wonderful i i yeah it's hard to Uh, The color correction I made comments of in the trailer, you know, and that kind of stuff, that is surprisingly not that much of a detraction for me, even though I brought it up, I'm sure, like a hundred times on this podcast since we've done so many movies that like, you know, in this time frame or whatever, especially if you do action movies between the 90s and the early 2000s, like color correction, saturation, like can make your movie look like shit, even though like at the time you're like, oh, this is what makes this movie look cool or polished or stylized or whatever. But like, you know what? This movie actually didn't it wasn't egregious or maybe it was just effective because we are on this fun adventure pirate story. And so there were so many visual elements that really like made up for like, you know, cause at times when the action was going on, I was like, man, we are still fucking fighting <laughs> on this goddamn beach. When are we going to let's wrap this up? <laughs> like, okay, we did it. Kira Knightley Somebody's was on the same together. page. Guys, do we have to do this again? Do we have do we have to do this again? And so yeah, sorry guys, we weren't actually rolling. Can you go from the top? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, but he's right. Uh, the part where he's just like, it was about to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So again, though, like, uh, you know, if you simply the critics do nail it with the blow to this movie and that's where I would detract from it, but I would just give the movie so much more credit in a lot of other ways that I just went into it thinking that it was going to be like boring and like and that bloat was really going to impact this movie but it ultimately didn't impact it that much so i'm i'm tempted i'm not tempted i'm going to give this movie uh an 81 percent 
I want to retract my score. I realize I gave it the exact same rating as the audience, and I don't want to do that. I feel like I subconsciously did that. I want to go a little bit higher. You guys convinced me with your higher reviews as well, so I'll go 76. Hell yeah. There he is. No, 77. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Let's go, boys. Bring it up. Bring it up. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. All right. 77. I'll keep going, man. I'll keep fucking going. I'll, I'll keep raising care. the stakes. I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. Um, I got four. four I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Four boars. I got seven sevens. sixes. Seven sevens. I just want everyone like to have the shoot that same scene again, except just have great Brandini in the background being like, um... Four threes? I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, wait, what am I doing? Can somebody look at my dice? Yeah, it's like, am I doing this all right? Can someone help? I don't, I don't get it. Um, excellent, excellent time here. I had a swashbuckling good time uh, with yes. you, good, good gents. I, I hope you uh, enjoyed yourself, Brian. It was you've, course, you're just an amazing guest. Yeah. You're a fucking natural. Thank you for having me. You should start your I own it. podcast. It, it, yeah, you it, it would be great. Um, but please come back anytime if you would like to do Kung Pao. I can, oh my god, god. Can we please. I can yeah. fucking, or like James, I know you and I were talking about doing Boondock Saints too, but like Kung one. Pao, a hundred percent. Like I sure. love Kung Pao me too. so much. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm laying my my deck out right now. I fucking love. I know movie, we're so. gonna bury in the lead. I know, yeah. but that's, love it. That's a that's a big it one fucking for me. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so just edit that, James. Where I only right. say it fucking. Sucks. Gotcha. <laughs> well, it's gonna be a real polarizing time on Kung Pao next time. Next time it's gonna be at World's End. Uh, we will be doing Pirates of the Caribbean three. And I wanted to raise my score, too, because I know this next week is going to be rough on me because from my memory, this was my least. Oh, I'm not going to. I love this one. <laughs> yeah, I love okay. this movie. I mean, no, this one's my favorite. Uh, this. Oh, fuck. I'm looking. This is two hours and 48 minutes. Holy shit. Uh, this is our longest movie we've done on this podcast. Um, this will this will be something. So. At World's End, the conclusion to the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy before they do the next couple movies. Um, Brian, again, thank you. Uh, if you'd like to thank reach you, us anywhere, uh, we do this live on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash polarized pod. Uh, we are also on Twitter, the same handle at mm-hmm. polarized pod. Uh, if you want to send us an email, polarize the pod at gmail.com. If you have any like movie ideas for us to do, uh, I'm trying to think of some segments that I want to do on this show. If you have any ideas for those, that'd be fun as well. Um, we already spend so much time talking about the movies, so making time for segments, I got to figure that out, but damn, is it a good time hanging with my buds talking about some polarizing movies? Even if we were to disagree, I know it would all be good fun if we were polarized, but we weren't, I think we're all, uh, on the same page. Makes it that much better. Uh, Brandini, do you have anything you'd like to share, uh, with the people? No. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like James said, follow us on social media, uh, hit us up on, uh, email about the, yeah, you know, comments, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want. If you just want to shoot the shit. Um, but yeah, no, that's it again, Brian. Appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you, gentlemen.
God, I, I was trying to find a way to get this out just because it, it feels good, this this line, and I couldn't figure out a natural way to do it, but I, I got it. Okay, so we're going to end it on it? I got to end the podcast. Let's end it. Yeah. You better start believing in polarizing movies because you're in one. In one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've been yeah, polarized, works. bitch. And then you got to have the ha, 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 like his laugh, dude. <laughs> Barbosa's laugh is so fucking good. Oh, my God, his laugh. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. All right. I wish I could do that. All right. Well, adios. Farewell. What's the goodbye version of Ahoy? I'm not sure, but I give that to you. Uh, later, me hearties. Later, Arr. me hearties. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Love you. Yeah.